everybody. Welcome back to CORE. It is CORE episode 254. It is February 11th, 2021. And uh, we're back. I'm Scott Johnson with Bo Schwartz and John Jagger. Bo's back with us. Hello, Bo. Konnichiwa. Hey. Hello. <laughs> I'm back. Hey, you're like my Hi. own waifu here showing up at the show. Uh, <laughs> yep. yep. We'll talk about that and why here in a minute. Um, he's been playing Waifu Impact, and uh, yeah. I want to hear all about it. Oh, I'm sorry. Genshin Impact. I, I have the name wrong. Genshin <laughs> Impact. But there's dudes in there, too. Are those called husband yeah. foos? They can, be, they can be your waifus, too. Okay. There's no, there's no like. I, I really don't know how the term works all that well, so I'm not authority. <laughs> all right, well, no, it's funny that you brought it up because um, earlier uh, pre-show, I was talking to the chat room before I got you guys on here, and this image I'm putting in chat right now or in our Discord is this thing that keeps showing up as a promoted game in Steam for me. Oh, Honey Pop, I know this game. Honey Pop Two, I've Double Day, first one. Yeah, it's a match yep. three of some sort, I guess. It's a. It's a match three where you date. So in the first one, which yeah. I've played, yeah. you um, basically go on dates. You're some dumb dude and you're like trying to go on dates, but you suck at it. And a little okay. fairy comes and is like, I'm going to help you get successful dates. And then you make dates. by, And then during the date, the date is played out as a match three. Okay. It's and like then, a, it's like a match it's like a candy crush kind of style game. And if I do well and, at the match 3, are we is it like full on coitus at the end or like we am I doing it with these anime no, ladies? I, I haven't made it didn't make it to the end. I think when you get to the end you get some clothes <laughs> off. Like you get like as a reward every now and then you get these titillating <laughs> pictures, but they're pretty PG. But I assume by the end it's close off time, right. you know. And right. some, and it's some hand drawn thing and yeah, I don't yeah. know if you're supposed to what you're supposed to do at that point. Well, I didn't finish the What game. I couldn't figure out is why this stuff keeps getting recommended to me because I swear I turned off my adults-only thing because I'm just not going to buy any of this stuff. It's not interesting to me at all. And so I was well, like... One of the things I, I happen to know yeah. about the, the, the steamy stuff on Steam is some of it is you play the PG version on Steam and yeah. you download an official mod from the developer to get the X-rated content. Oh, I don't So that's how like they that. circumvent the getting literal x-rated content is yeah. that like you're buying just a game and then the assumption is if you're old enough to install a mod it probably means you're old enough to see the x-rated content gotcha. but of course i i'm sure 10 year olds can do this stuff well this is what i ended up doing um i thought i had all those settings on there but i was looking at my <clears throat> mac version and they don't sync those those settings across platforms my pc version has it off over here it didn't, uh, so I turned it off, and then that one quit showing up. So no more honey, honey pop two double date for well, me. It's too bad you're gonna miss out now. Yeah, it's got <clears throat> it's got positive reviews. I see it's got double the dates. I've noticed. And remember yeah. when we all played those dating games? You know, Love Esquire. I got to get back to that game. Yeah, but Love Esquire didn't. That didn't feature like full on like doing it, did it, or did it? I, I think so. I just, the game sucks so much. You never make it. I mean, I never make it that far. Anytime I'm ever like, let me play this questionable game that people will wonder about me if they ever see it in my library. Yeah. <laughs> it just I, I never like, get far enough yeah. to do anything. Yeah. It just seems yeah. like a lot of work for something that a, a quick search in like Bing or something would yield the same result. <laughs> right. And there's the thing. Just like Mortal Kombat 11, which you talked about in pre-show, right now fourteen ninety nine on sale on Steam. What you're basically advocating for me, Tyler, close your ears for a second if you're listening, is just going to YouTube and watching all the cutscenes and not worrying about playing the game. Say, same idea. Yeah. 
Why play your yeah. match three porno game when you can just go get your porno? Like they said in the seventies. I don't know why I'm using it now. Porno. No one I says mean, that. Maybe it's a, it's not the destination. It's the journey. Yeah. But I always thought when it came to porn, it was definitely the destination. Right. Well, my, my take on it all is I, I just assume these games are terrible. Like as games, don't care about if you're con- if you're gonna have content, fine, whatever. But and if your game's good, you may have me because I like games. But these are all bad games, so I don't want to play any of them. So Steam stopped showing them to me, and I guess now they will. But uh, I don't understand the draw. I mean, I guess I do understand it, but I don't fully understand it. Like some who's sitting around going, "Well, you know, Bejeweled's pretty good. Candy Crush is all right." There's a lot of choices out there for us these days with match three games. If only they had more uh, boobs and vaginas in them. If that would really, truly take this genre over the top. Can't wait to match three. <laughs> Hold on. Let me ask that question a different way. Okay. And change the narrative. Because that's one way to look at it, sure. Okay. But let's look at it from the other angle of you're sitting there playing Bejeweled and someone's like, you having fun? You're like, yeah, I'm having a good time. They're like... You want to see some boobs while you're at it? <laughs> yeah. Well, Why not? I, <laughs> sure, I feel like this, this seems fine. <laughs> so I've explored a number of these store pages in Steam because they come up and I don't block them. So I curiously click on them when they come up, like these visual novels yeah. and dating simulators. And I think it isn't just about nudity. It's about the the dating experience. Like... You know how Jedi Fallen Order is a fantasy of you being a Jedi? Like yeah. you get to play as a Jedi, you go, wah, wah. well, maybe for some people, <laughs> there's a fantasy of getting attention from a, a lady that, yeah. you know, it, a date. And, but you know, we might laugh at it, but somebody might be liking that. And so there's yeah, a little bit th- part of me that's like, maybe we don't need the gross part of the, the you know, porn stuff. But like, if there's like, um, Someone's having fun having a, a make believe date that I'm kind of like, well, whatever. Let's that I don't mind. Like the story, st- I'm, it's not interesting to me because I just find it boring and I want to click past it all because I'm not great with t- too much dialogue to read. But, but the ones that are like a full on dating simulator, like, oh, yes, it is good to see you again. Would you like to date me again? And they, all the conversation back and forth, forth yeah. no problem. That stuff's fine. Where I have yeah. a problem is pretending like a date is happening because you're matching three. Like mechanically, <laughs> oh, yeah. that's weird. There's dialogue. Yeah. There's like dialogue, and like you have to get gifts and stuff. Like, and if you get if you're not paying attention and you get the wrong gift for someone, they'll like be upset, yeah. and uh, they'll tell you things, and then they'll ask you questions, and if you answer wrong, it'll show you're not listening. The date will not go as well. It kind of works like that in real life. I've noticed. Whatever, like you know, many of my girlfriends have like asked me questions and. It's clear I wasn't listening to them. They got mad at me after. Yeah. So I felt like it was a reflection of life in some small way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, the, like, and I just, I'm not sticking up for Honey Pop. I just happen to know that that game does lead into the dating simulator side of things. But you wouldn't be able to tell that from the pictures, which just feature everyone in bikinis, uh, everyone being just women in bikinis. Sure. And uh, it's probably very, you know, male gaze, misogynist and all that shit. Sure. It's probably I'm not sticking up for it. No, 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 I totally understand. Um, I mean, for me, it's more like it's just boring. Like I don't find that interesting at all. However, I I agree with that for sure. However, like I do remember when I was my dad owned arcades when I was growing up. So it was pretty cool. We had, you know, Pac-Man and Galaga and all this stuff just in my house. And it was great. Missile Command, whatever. People would come over and play them. 
I, I was way more popular than I actually was because they only liked me for my games. And that was, that's fine. Whatever. The garage is full of kids playing video games and it was great. Um, there was a game that came along from Japan. I think I may have talked about this, but it was a game called Frisky Tom. And Frisky Tom wow. was this Japanese game by a company called Nichon Butsu or some, I don't think I'm saying it right, but they also made Crazy Climber and a few other notable games. And Frisky Tom, we had the stand-up version. My dad had free play on it, so it was downstairs. Ling, 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 ling. And it also had dip switches in it, so you could change certain settings. Like, all arcade games had that. You can, you know, make it harder, uh, it cost more money to play it, that sort of stuff. And um, we had access to all that, but usually not putting our hands around back there because it was like electrical shock, you know, and all that stuff. So, anyway, to make a long story short, Frisky Tom was basically one of those guys going to run around and make sure all the pipes are connected where the leaks are so that Mm -hmm. all the water in this giant tub will make it all the way through this giant pipe system. And then down at the bottom, it'll dump into this tub. And if you had a leak, it's because a rat went up there, chewed on it. And then the, the little joint would pop off and you'd have to climb up there and then fix the joint. And then while you're doing that, another rat screwing around down here, you'd have to go get that. It's very eight bit and old. That was the game. And it's like a lot of games, like the Fix the Pipe games was nothing new. This was just their take on it. Now, what made Frisky Tom frisky was the reason he was motivated to make sure all the pipes worked is because in the upper, uh, where the pipe started, it wasn't a fresh water source. It was a chick in a bathtub. And if you (laughs) didn't fix all the pipes and keep the water running, then the water wouldn't run out where she was going to be exposed. That was the idea. And Uh that was why Frisky Tom was into it. Now... In the Japan dip switch settings, she's naked. All eight bits of her. Mm. <laughs> naked lady. If you in the US dip switch settings, she got a bikini on. And the way it worked is in between the levels, you'd see her in her tub going or whatever, and the water's lower and lower and lower. And you'd play until you got all rid of the water, and you either got a bikini lady or in Japan you got a naked lady. Um mm. again. But the worst graphics, like 1987 or something this is, is like really old. Uh, long story short, we switched the switches over when I was like 16 <laughs> to be the Naked Lady J- Japan settings. And oh. the best part about that was I never got to actually see this, but we flipped the switches and my dad really liked that game. So he's down yeah. there playing it one day and I can hear him down there playing it. And it suddenly dawned on me, oh, we didn't put those switches back. Oh, no. <laughs> and my brother Matt's like, oh, no, what do we do? And sorry, my brother's Korean, and I just gave him an accent. That's terrible. But anyway, yeah, I did. Fine. So that, so I did, <laughs> and I hear this downstairs. I'm hearing beep, boop, beep. This, the machine's going and stuff. And I hear, hey, <laughs> she's naked or something like that. <laughs> so we got, we got busted. And he wasn't even mad about the that game and what it did. He was mad that we were screwing around behind the, the cabinet where yeah, if you got shot, you die. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, anyway, King cabinet is 37 ways it can kill you. You respect it. <laughs> also, I, it would I, be I, nice to see the look on his face though. Cause it's probably the last thing he's expecting that you went in there and figured out how to switch it. You know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah, that's, guaranteed. Yeah. It was a funny, stupid thing. And I still laugh out about it now, but anyway, that's not oh, really yeah. what today's show's about. It's about other stuff. It's about some news. We got some games we played, but there's your little intro. Now this, We are going to talk about a few things that happened since we last spoke. For example, uh, there was a canceled Xbox 360 remake of GoldenEye 
And I assume this had to do with their rare acquisition and they were going to try to relive those glory days and beef it up for a 360 a little bit, but not too much so it could retain its classic look and everything. And it never happened. Uh, Ended up not happening. But it got leaked, or at least the source code for that thing got leaked. And it looks like ass. It looks terrible. Have you seen this thing? (laughs) You know. It looks bad. (laughs) It looks a lot better than, you know, the... N64 version. Well, I'll what give you that. What was the target system? What was the target? This is the 360, so it's like a remake for the 360. It'd be like buying, um, I don't know. It's like your yeah, Final Fantasy better thing. better than that except. on the 360, then. Oh, yeah. it should have looked way better than that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. definitely not up to snuff. Yeah. But, I mean, it looks like it looks like somebody did a texture upgrade on an N64 game. Yeah. That's what it looks like. Yeah. And that's what it is. And that's what it uh, needed to be. Right. Although... I mean, there's a whole other generation of consoles between this remake and when it first came out. Uh, if I, I mean, if I was going to spend money on this thing, they would need to like. I wouldn't mind a beat for beat, moment to moment remake of that game in a modern engine or something. That'd be great. I'd be so into that. Play the hell out of it. But this doesn't interest me. And my guess is that's why it didn't happen because there was no is guarantee. That, it- is that possible? Well, the, Do they ever rebuild a game from the ground up that's beat for beat like the game? Like I think whenever they they start meddling at that level and they start making it their own, yeah, you know what true. I mean. And then it becomes this other thing. Like, I, how many games are like, yes, we rebuilt it from the ground up and it's identical to the original? Yeah, like no. to yeah. me, GoldenEye would be a good candidate for doing just that. But I don't know if it's in human nature to once you get to that level of remaster that you're not like well we're just making a new game so let's make it our own you could also so i will say yeah. one a couple interesting things about this remake um that i recommend so i wouldn't put audio up because it's it's a bunch of people playing it but in the the article that i linked in our story uh they show playing it and around the 40 minute mark or so they start it's one of those remakes where you can toggle between original graphics and new graphics so you mm-hmm. can actually see directly in the game uh what the oh, retexturing did to it which is which is pretty neat and it it shows the i would say the big appeal which has to do probably more with draw distance than anything cuz goldeneye had a notoriously bad draw distance especially yeah. on some of the levels yeah um the other thing is is apparently this game basically was completed it was done oh, wow. um and the reason it did not get put out was licensing um the word is is that nintendo said no at basically at the last minute uh everybody thought they were all good to go and were proceeding and that's why it got essentially finished so the source code that's out there you can play if you want to go find it wherever it may be mm-hmm. uh and you have a 360 emulator you can play the entire game it's oh, wow. it's out there okay um, and it is golden eye in every way except just upscale and retextured and better draw distance and all that right like yeah other than that's the same uh i'm at that point in the video i'm just trying to see them make the change and i can't I don't think they've done. I may have told you to go too. Is it too far? I went forty. It's around. It's around forty-one minutes or so, somewhere in there. Okay, let's find out. Um, We'll go to forty thirty-eight. Running around, running around on the runway. I saw him toggle it a couple of times. Out with the with the big white mountains, the big uh, snow mountains and stuff out there. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. There they go. 
So you start to see a little of the flipping between, again, like you said, it's not dramatic. I think the draw distance is probably the biggest thing, although even on the old graphics, it looks like they've cleared up some of that old N64 fog that was prevalent in all N64 games. Yeah, so, yeah. And this but, game in particular uh, had a lot, and some of it they used to their advantage because it had a little bit of atmosphere, I think, to it. By yeah, there was being a lot a of, foggy. oh, it's a blizzard. Yeah. But overall, it's it did not look great. I mean, today, by, but not even close to the today's standards. Like, it's, it's kind of ridiculously bad. But um, Bo's right in that a, a, a remake from the ground up in the way that Final Fantasy is would be a little more... Like Final Fantasy VII, the reason it works well as a remake is because it's not the same game, right? If it yeah. was, yeah. what's the point other than graphical fidelity in a way that's like a that's, good, that's, that's a more, good example though because i'm right. like i kind of wanted it to be that but i'm okay with it you know what i mean like it's i think yeah. we always think we want it <laughs> right yeah yeah and we don't usually we we usually don't like or we usually don't want what we think we want sometimes um yeah, maybe that's true it's hard to say but here's the thing like with uh final fantasy um what was i had a point <laughs> i'm sorry I interrupted. no 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 it's not your fault I can't remember because my brain's dumb. It's so dumb. Uh, It feels like in general right now we're getting one of two things. We're either getting remasters, uh, which which is more what this is. You know, we we took what we had, we put a fresh coat of paint on it, maybe tweaked some features here and there, and we called it a day. And then we're getting remakes like what Resident Evil 2 was where it is a different game, but it is based largely on a game or a property that already existed. Good example. Um, and then I saw someone in the chat say Demon Souls on PS5 uh, is a good example of kind of in the middle where it's, they kind of remade it, yeah. but it's remade based on what the game originally was. They weren't, they didn't do the Resident Evil thing of, no, nah, let's tweak a bunch of things. Let's change it dramatically. Like it's still kind of that game. Yeah, that's true. A better example might be the upcoming um, uh, Mass Effect remake is a little bit more akin to what you're talking about. Fresh coat of paint, some tweak features, bringing yeah. the first one into line a little bit with UI and other things. But for the most part, they're not touching the the core systems. But why would you at this point? Because that stuff still, you know, we, we got to that curve of diminished returns. Yes, graphics are better these days than the 360 or whatever, but we're still... Um, we're, we're still kind of in the same space, just looks better. And so you don't start over, but if they were going to do a golden eye, there's no way they wouldn't, they, they, this doesn't work unless you go crazy. Like in the next James Bond game we're getting anyways from those IOI people, the, uh, uh, the Hitman people are doing that. And that yeah. game will be probably the future of the next three or four you know, uh, potentially games in a series or whatever, and we won't be thinking about GoldenEye at all, but I have so many fond feelings for this game uh, that it's hard for me to imagine not seeing it in a, in, a, in, a, in a newer format. Like, you know, so just something to look good today. Somebody in the chat says, you know, if you play the Source version of it, there's a Source GoldenEye remake. That's yeah. as close as we're probably going to get. Probably. Oh, really? Yeah. I think gameplay is extremely critical with GoldenEye. There's something about how that game plays and the way you're able to play it that I think is pretty unique to yeah, it. Yeah. Um, something to do with like the way you can kind of 
quasi play it like a stealth game, but it doesn't feel like a stealth game. But you get a silenced weapon, you can kind of go through and do some very interesting things in that game that not a lot of other first person shooters do um, or have done up until more recently. Uh, But I I I think Goldeneye holds up pretty well. I played it not too, too long ago. I had a friend who. I said was crazy. He kept telling me it holds up. Still a good game. Still great. I was like, no, it doesn't. You just remember it being fun. And I played it and I got hooked. I play, I sat down and I couldn't stop playing. I was like, you know, this game's actually pretty darn good. I think I might really like golden eye still. And some genres, something about it. Sure. And some genres are going to do better than others. This one probably does. Okay. Just given the kind of game it is, but like, uh, you know, Warcraft three reforged is a good example of a game that unless you, had never played it again or played it before rather reforged looked like a giant mistake. Well, why? Like it's, it's not that big of a mistake. Bo played it for the first time and really loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, you enjoyed your time in there, right? Yeah, I did. I wish I, I wish I continued. I like through the expansion content now and I sure. stopped. Sure. There's this YouTube idea I have where you can go and watch all the pertinent story moments without actually playing a video it's game. It's fun anymore. to, it's fun to play. Yeah. It's fun to play. It is fun to play. But I, I, I like I like RTS games. My point is like it in that game's case, it wasn't enough to do what they did. It's also they also promised more than they gave. Yeah. They also I didn't said, play. Hey, look at all the stuff we're doing, and then yeah. went we said in a <laughs> blog post that we quietly put up that we weren't gonna do all those things we told you we were On gonna do. On a Friday do. night didn't? at midnight. Yeah. When everyone went home and it was War- hidden Warcraft inside our forums. for me was like I didn't play the first original, so I didn't have baggage or context. I was just happy to have a Warcraft game to play. I was sure. like, okay, it's fun. Oh, see, they're doing some screen. See, that looks pretty good. The skyboxes are better. They definitely improved this version. But and you know what? If I'd have seen this when it came out, if it had ever released, I would have probably gone, oh, man, look how good GoldenEye looks. Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, it was the 360 days. We were we were easily impressed. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. <laughs> or not necessarily easily impressed, but you know what I mean. Like, sure. It was a different time. The bar had mm. only been moved so far. Right. More easily impressed. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Anyway. And the era of remakes being real remakes yeah. hadn't really come to be. I mean, even we talked about RE2, it's kind of the most obvious uh, launching point for this sort of discussion because not only was it so dramatic, but it was so good on top of it. Um, but that just wasn't something that you saw a lot of, of somebody mm-hmm. going, eh, we're just going to remake it. Because usually if you were going to go and, you know, ping the nostalgia bone, you were just like, well, let's just put a fresh coat of paint on it and release the exact same game. Why do a bunch of work? Yeah. Did you guys ever do the whole split your screen up with cardboard and play four player that way? Or was I the only one that actually tried that? <laughs> nope. I didn't never got that far. <laughs> no, it was always just screaming at your friends. Yeah. Like for, for us, we would, we were just sitting around a tiny TV. Don't look at my be, side of the screen. You yeah. looked at my screen. No, I did. Then how'd you know you, did you develop psychic powers? Yeah. Cause you shot before I even got there. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. And then whoever picked odd job was just a garbage <laughs> person. You were just like, who you don't get to pick odd job. He's off limits. Why Why was that? Did he have some special that was real rough to deal with? I don't remember. Was it his yeah, hat? He was shorter than everybody, and his oh, hitbox matched his size. Right. I forgot about that. You're right. He was short, and the hitbox went down with him. <laughs> That's great. 
Well, we played a lot of Golden Golden Gun, which was one shot kills. Uh, yeah. And boy, howdy, was that fun. But at one point, I did get annoyed um, because a couple of my friends, I felt like they were cheating. They were like looking at my screen. So I built a little for my 32 inch uh, tube television. I bought or I, I took some cardboard and duct taped together like a big cross <laughs> and it fit exactly where the the dividers were for the screens and it, and it went four ways and then I would tape it off on the sides and it was out far enough that if you really wanted to see your segment, you had to kind of sit over to the side here and the other person had to kind of be over here. So you would, it would, it would truly obscure the other players and then we'd play a four player like that. And it was amazing. It was amazing. Yeah. It was such a good time. Like consoles and shooters that didn't exist until then. It was a big deal. So My favorite thing GoldenEye did. Yeah. And I still wish more video games did this. Like you don't see it often is Yes, soldiers took more hits and they were more accurate and all that if you up the difficulty to a degree. But by and large, when you made the game harder, it got harder because it gave you more stuff to do. Right. It was like, hey, go to this extra difficult part of the map where there's going to be more guys and there's going to be more explosives and they're going to have better weapons and do this crazy objective down here. That's what makes this, you know, secret agent and double O agent and all of that. Yeah more difficult. And I miss that. I miss the, it's not necessarily about, you know, creating bullet sponges. It's, we're going to give you more stuff to do and, and more to try for. I love that. About yeah. Gold. That was pretty cool. Well, that Joanna dark thing's getting a true sequel and I don't think anyone's getting it, but Microsoft stuff, but, uh, and PC. So maybe that some, maybe some of that'll move forward. I don't know. Probably yeah, not. The last one was that. bad. And, and the, the perfect dark stuff. They don't need James Bond. They should just, just do their Joanna own thing. Dark's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, she's she's cool as a as a protagonist, and her story's fine. The last game just didn't play real great. The 360 game. Um, so well, it's something true of any game, it's got to play good. Guys. That's true. Better play good, or what the hell are you even doing? <laughs> uh, moving on, Last of Us, uh, the TV series has cast its Joel and Ellie, and the mm-hmm. internet lost its mind because Pedro Pascal, aka the Mandalorian, has been cast to be Joel. And knowing how that game ends, it's kind of a bummer. <laughs> unless, <laughs> unless they uh, you know go their own way. I mean, actually, I was going to ask you this, John, because you've been the most skeptical of this, I think, from from uh-huh. the beginning, given the, your fandom of that uh, series. And I yeah. honestly am stoked about this because this is probably where I would prefer to see the story told. Uh, so I'm not that worked up that you know that it's not a video game or that they're trying to do this twice or be redundant or whatever. But does the casting do the casting of these people help at all? Like, where what's your general feeling right now about it? Uh, I it, this got me more excited than I was, which was was not super excited. Although I will say, Scott, I think you might have a weird idea. Joel does not get his head bashed in. I thought he did. The Last of Us, doesn't he? Not in The Last of Us. Well, Last of Us Two, he does. Um, we're not talking about Last of Us Part Two. <laughs> yeah, but my my whole point is like his eventual end end game is going to be unless they do something different, right? They could change it. Walking Dead diverged from the comic all the time. Why couldn't this diverge from the from the game? They could they could do all sorts of stuff. And honestly, that's what makes me so excited about this casting is it is it isn't obvious. You know, if they had gotten Josh Brolin in as Joel, which was a, a heavy heavy like. That oh, that's Joel. Look, uh, look at him. Look at him. Yeah. It's basically already him. He should have gotten paid for The Last of Us. Look at him. <laughs> yeah. Um, if they were doing that, then I would get the impression of like, oh, you're making a TV show that is just going to be the story of the game, 
and we're trying to recreate it as much as we can for the medium of television and put it out there. The fact that they are actually thinking, uh, you know, beyond obvious lookalike choices and they're going different in that regard makes me think that maybe they are going to do something different with this show. Because I do think that there is, I mean, I, I told you guys when they first announced it, it seems redundant to me. Last of Us is a game about a story. And some people don't like that story. And some people think it's one of the best stories ever in video games. But it's kind of key that it is a story-based game. And I think the gameplay is an important factor in that. And I, I think you do lose something if you just sit down and watch it. And if they were trying to make a form where you just sit down and watch it, I don't think it's as good of a story. And I don't think it's the most compelling television that you're ever going to see. Hmm. If they're going to do something different, if they're going to make it their own, if they're going to take the strengths of the actors that they bring in and the people they have on this project and build something around that that's you know familiar setting but maybe play with it, I think that could be really cool. And it, it actually made me more excited about it. Okay. Well, I'm seeing here in this uh, here chat, we'll show you guys. Uh, we have two major casting announcements. Pedro Pascal, we mentioned. He's the Mandalorian. You know him. And Bella Ramsey, who played uh, the Mor Clan Mormont uh, leader after all the male Mormonts were killed. Uh, she's the scrappy young girl that showed up to the, like, the King of the North meetings and got all pissy in, in uh, Game yeah. of Thrones. She's really mm -hmm. great. Um, she don't take no guff. The Lady right. of Bear Island. Yep, she's great. And she's also uh, the voice of Hilda in that a really cool sort of sweet animated thing that's on Netflix called Hilda, which is, I think just got a season two. Anyway, she plays the voice of that character as well. She's very, very good. Anyway, she's Ellie. And then that's all we know so far, right? No other, uh, side characters or anyone we've come to know in the, in the story are there yet. Just these two chuckleheads and, yep, uh, it's HBO's doing it. So I have a feeling all gloves are off in terms of like how hardcore they want to be with, the themes and the violence and the whatnot. Uh, I'm more excited about this than I was the game series. So I'm, I'm, I'm ready. Let's do it. Uh, Craig Mazin, the creator of the acclaimed Chernobyl miniseries is behind it. He's the showrunner and the writer in this case, but John, weren't you the one that told me be careful what you wish for? Cause he wrote something real bad. What was the thing? Yeah, I think it's I think it's Hangover Part Three <laughs> is what I believe it was that he did. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just saying, like that people like to pull whatever the person's best body of work, uh, best piece of work is. But let's not forget that sometimes there can also be some stinkers in there. I'm pretty sure it's the Hangover because Chernobyl was really freaking good. Like one mm -hmm. of the best things I've ever seen on television. I loved it. So clearly the dude can do some business, but here's what he's got coming up or sorry. Here's what he had in the past. Scary movie three and four. He wrote those. Oh, geez. Yeah. He okay. wrote, he wrote, uh, he wrote and directed superhero movie. Oh, great. He's one of the movie movie yeah. people. Yeah. He wrote uh hangover part two and three, uh, something called the words identity thief. Free Birds, don't remember that. Oh, that was special, thanks. Uh, writer of The Huntsman, Winter's War. Terrible. Uh, Chernobyl, bing! Good job. 
<laughs> then you got so mythic one for ten, and he's now so now he's uh, let's see. He wrote he's writing the screenplay for Borderlands and the writer for Last of Us. And for oh this. yeah, that's another funny headline maker. You know who's in Borderlands, eh? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, Borderlands Jack Black is, is getting have Jamie Lee Curtis and Jack Black are going to be in it with um. <laughs> what's his uh, name? I forget. Claptrap, right? Is the is his character? He's going to play the little robot thing. Yeah, Jack Black is going to be Claptrap. Yeah. So he's writing that, and he's writing the update or untitled sixth Pir- Pirates of the Caribbean film. You know, sometimes I really hate when uh, I read some Kotaku articles because they do a lot of just they're going to give their opinion in the story title. But I do genuinely like this one. I think this is clever and I'm going to read it Uh, because the news I read when I saw Jack Black was going to be Claptrap was Borderlands movie cast actor who's actually funny to play Claptrap, which feels off. Yeah, that's about right. And Kevin Hart's <laughs> going to be in it. That's who it was. Oh, Kevin right. Hart. Right. Uh, somebody else. I thought there was another one. Maybe I'm thinking of something else. Jamie Lee Curtis is in it. There no, there. yeah, there was somebody else. Who was it? There's someone else who's really good. Because I just, I keep seeing these actors and actresses that I really, really, Kate Blanchett. Oh, that's Kate Blanchett. Is. What is she doing? What? And I just want to be say, in the Borderlands yeah. movie. Yeah. Yeah, I just want to say stop, guys. Yeah, but what if it's amazing? Because we've done this before. Like we used to think superhero movies are kind of dumb and beneath people, but then she's great in Thor Ragnarok, and no one questions that because we hold that stuff in higher esteem now. They've earned their new space, right? Yeah, but but in video game movies, not yet. We haven't got there yet. So it is Borderlands. You know, that's what I mean. Yeah, it's it's already stupid. Break this down into its parts. Cast. If you told me just the cast, I would go. It's going to be incredible. And that's where I am feeling conflicted. But this Craig Mazin guy, yeah, you say he's going to do Last of Us, and I go, okay, well, based on his body of work, he's really bad at humor. But at least Last of Us isn't very funny. <laughs> right. And he's also... Now he he's going to be doing Borderlands, <laughs> which is supposed to be funny, but isn't. Yeah. So maybe that's right up his alley, too. And the other part that I think is scary is it's being directed by Eli Roth, who is not good. No, he's not a good director. He never was. I've seen every Eli Roth movie that he's ever made. The best thing Eli Roth ever did was co-star in, in Glorious Bastards. That's it. It's as good yeah. as it gets for him. His his eyebrow deserves more credit than he does for all the stuff he does. And he, Yes, I said eyebrow. He's got one. Anyway, it doesn't matter. The point is this. But again, Eli Roth, also a person who is not funny... But definitely thinks he is, so maybe appropriate for Borderlands. Yeah, I don't have a lot of faith yeah. in that one. I really don't. If they're, I don't know. If that got greenlit because they're like, oh, like Mad Max, that was huge a couple years ago. Let's do that. I'm going to be annoyed. Yeah. yeah. Um. Anyway, hmm. but I, I was going to so. I was going to say this about uh, Mason and his work with Chernobyl and how that would apply to Last of Us. Chernobyl is really, really great. It's historical drama, so it's a little bit different, but. It's really great at creating the dread that is a potential worldwide catastrophe that no one had ever seen the likes of. And it feels like The Last of Us is <laughs> dealing with the aftermath of such a thing. Like he's, I feel like he's got chops for that. What, um, if, what if the cast of Borderlands is a magic trick by Terry Pritchford or 
Oh, uh, <laughs> who's uh, the, like? What if this is a magic trick? Like, what if this Randy Pitchford is Randy like, Pitchford ah. is just made it, has cast a magic spell and it's not real? <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't help myself. He'll go and poof, and it'll just be a, a thumb drive full of porn, questionable yeah. porn. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be great. Well, anyway, sorry, sorry. No, we'll see how it goes. Like if uh, someone, the Wraith in the chat says Last of Us is basically the road. In a lot of ways it was. I wouldn't be surprised if they weren't inspired by that Cormac McCarthy book. And I love that book and the movie adaptation of it. So that's what I'm looking forward to. I'm looking for that bleak end of day sort of thing. The familiarity with the game will, you know, be there. But for regular people who don't play a lot of video games, it needs to stand on its own as a really Mm. cool quality drama that has to happen or else what are you even doing? So we'll see. Exactly. I'm excited. That's a cool. And cast. we got Tom Holland being Nathan Drake. Yep. So yep. we and got here's all how, the, all those things. I heard uh, uh, Pedro Pascal the whole time in last of us will wear a helmet and she will travel in a small egg thing next to him floating. That's going to happen. So, Oh my gosh, that would be so <laughs> good. <laughs> you know, the photoshops are already being worked on, but uh, yeah, <laughs> Looking forward to it. <laughs> I would love that. Uh, all right. Instead of the pallet that he always drug her across the water on, she'll be in a little egg. Yeah. They like it. Which everyone wants in their life. Okay, check this out. This is interesting news. BlizzCon's, uh, BlizzCon line. I hate how it sounds. I still hate it. Sorry. I wish it sounded better coming out of my mouth. It's a me problem. BlizzCon line. <laughs> no, it's bad. It's bad. Uh, it's, just call it BlizzCon, virtual BlizzCon or something. Or, or BlizzCon yeah. online. I got argued about yes. someone argued with me about this, but man, whatever the schedule's up. You know. So we now know what the hell that thing is and we know what happens each day and all that sort of stuff. And boy, howdy, there are some big gaping holes like no hero stuff, no yeah. panels. And since we're a hero show, this is the place where we gripe about it because <laughs> that's where we started. Yeah. Take the whole it from reason us. We're not talking about heroes right now is they killed the freaking game. Yeah. Uh, so the, the betrayal continues this year. I'm actually really excited to watch BlizzCon. I booked the day off and I'm, it's all I'm going to do that weekend, but sad. Yeah. Very sad. Sad. I'm excited about it too, but I am sad about the heroes thing. The heroes Twitter account, everybody's giving them a hard time because they put up this sort of you know, I don't know, kind of tone deaf post that said, follow what's going on with all your favorite heroes from the other games all week. And it's like, no, I want to follow your game about the heroes I like in your game. Don't do that. Yes. It was like the worst necro post ever. Like it was just like this account never tweets anymore. And then all of a sudden it's like, Hey, check out some news from your favorite heroes at BlizzCon line. Yeah. And then then all the comments underneath were just basically telling them off. Yeah. It's kind of bumming <laughs> like, me out. It's, yeah. It's kind of bumming I guess me they out. got on Reddit and they did say that they're not doing anything because they have nothing to talk about, which I don't know, maybe doesn't make it necessarily any better. Yeah. Uh, to just be flat out told we have nothing to, to talk about at the moment. Um, they did they did clarify in that Reddit post that that doesn't mean they aren't working on anything, but that there was nothing to announce at this time. Um, but yeah, that's a bit of a bummer. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't expecting anything. Like it's a, it's a game that's operating that people are playing, but there's nothing. You know, they're not, they're not pumping any energy into it right now. No. Maybe someday that'll change. Yeah, but not right now. Yeah, I, I, I'd like, really I, hope that there'd been some fire under the game with the recent like esports, you know, re-emer- reemergence for the game a little bit. 
I don't know how big that got, but it was nice to see the community rise up and do big stuff. And, you know, I don't know. It just seemed like something was yeah. going on there. And then, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, it's it's one of those things that for all the wishing in the world, like the corporation is going to do what the corporation is going to do. So I, I don't know what it takes. I don't know what it takes to get them interested. It, it can't just be like, yeah, we're going to do an update or make a sequel. Like the company's got to be interested in supporting an actual esports scene for the long term and not rip it at its legs out instantly from underneath it all of a sudden without any warning or anything like that. Yeah. So I, I mean, even if they turn around and say there's going to be new content, my faith would be shaken <laughs> very deeply about it. Like I'd feel kind of bad, like just, yeah. yeah, for how long until, you know, they'll turn your back on it as soon as the chips are down. I yeah. thought this was the company that didn't do stuff like this. So I don't know. I, I think I'm just going to hope for Diablo. Well, that game, you know, it's really good when the, the games that are functioning well, it's very good. Just sure. not for MOBA. They don't, they don't have an interest in MOBA, I don't think. No. I mean, also, you have to. I was thinking about this the other day. If you look at the games business in general, there were a few years ago where everybody was chasing MOBA money and there were countless ones that came and left, just died off a little bit like people chasing WoW money and trying to duplicate the MMO experience and then going away and a few stragglers hanging around. Um, and I'm not, don't email me and say, Final Fantasy 14 is not a straggler or ESO is not straggler. I know, I understand that. They've figured out their way and they've got their base and it's good. My point is, though, there's a gold rush whenever something like this happens. The same thing with Battle Royale. And you're starting to see that taper off. Where people are like, okay, enough with the Battle Royales. Like, we've kind of had it with that a little bit. And that doesn't mean that the games that are currently successful in that space aren't going to continue to be. But I think Blizzard, more than most of them, took it further, but just got to a point where they went, yeah, this is just like League of Legends and to some degree Dota 2 space. And we're just sort of, we just can't crack this egg. Not in the way we need it to for the kind of company we are, like for the yeah. size. And there was a changing there. of the guard that happened at the same time. Right. You know, Mike Morheim stepped down shortly after. And I'm sure all that had to do with direction of the company. And MOBA yeah. was not the direction. So as as much as I'm still very, I'm very thrilled to see people still supporting an esports scene and things like that. It's kind of, it's. Again, I've done that before with Planetside and other games. I kind of can, I can read the tea leaves on this one. You know, right. as sad as it to, to to say, but I mean, if you're enjoying it, you're enjoying it. It's still a great game to play. But um, I don't know. I just wish things were different. That's the only thing. Me too. And that that. <laughs> Me too. Because I I really enjoyed being a fan of that game. You might be saying that soon about Ubisoft. Uh, there's talk that they're moving away from AAA releases and going more for a free to play slash premium in the future. Yeah, I thought that was. I'm not sure how I feel about that because I'm just kind of discovering. I feel like I'm just discovering Ubisoft right now. So I bought the Connect subscription pass and mm-hmm. I'm playing Valhalla and really liking it and wanting to play Immortals and definitely want to get into Watch Dogs Legion. You know, I'm just like, oh, Ubisoft's kind of got a lot of great stuff. And then they're like, well, we're going to stop doing that now. <laughs> and I was like, well, wait, <laughs> these, these games are great. Like, and your connect is kind of awesome, but who knows? Maybe they'll make a fun experience. I don't know. They don't exactly go into any detail about what they're thinking, except it sounds like free to play experiences. So I, I don't know. I, think, I don't means. know why they can't do both. Just, you know, keep making, you're going to keep making yeah. Assassin's Creed. You're going to keep making, there's certain games they're not going to stop making. So you'll keep doing those. And then you'll also try more. They've got their battle Royale game. That's kind of okay. But again, that's chasing B, you know, BR. Maybe money. they can make like an Assassin's impact style game. <laughs> oh man. 
Well, if you ask me, like the Brotherhood uh, multiplayer they used to do, I'd play that as a freemium game. Oh, man. Am I the only person that loved that? I loved that. Sneaking around and stealth killing other real people and trying to figure out who's real and who isn't. It was like yeah. it was like Among Us before Among Us was Among Us, sort of. <laughs> wow, I like yeah. that sentence. Very good sentence. <laughs> it was like Among Us before Among Us was Among it was Us. Among Us, yeah. It was, it was with it us. It works. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> but you know that just the whole thing of like who's the who's suspect who's suspect who's sus out here? Oh, that guy sitting funny. He twitched weird. Mm, I'm going to kill him. Yeah. You- oh, I killed a real guy or I killed a, an NPC that cost me points. And that other guy saw me kill him. So now I'm being hunted. Like it was a really cool idea for the time. I wish they had kept that up. Yeah. I can actually really see an online Assassin's Creed service, actually. Like blending single player and group content and then having the multiplayer and PvP you're talking about with the way they do the RPG elements now and stuff. Right. Maybe that's what they're going to do. Well, they may. We may. Uh, well, well, we'll have to see. We don't know what it means. John, any takes on that? Uh, I think it's been coming for a while. Like when you look at their Ubisoft Connect and their, you know, buy a pass and get a rainbow horse or a fire horse or, hey, if you buy coins, you can get a shadow skull horse. Like they've been they've been really big about putting in a bunch of premium kind of items in all their games it's been going on since probably origins or odyssey in the assassin's creed titles it feels like and i can see him going that way but i'm kind of with Bo. it's like i feel like they're just sort of hitting their stride where i'm sitting there going oh ubisoft and as soon as you start to go to free to play and premium i'm like yeah, I'm not as interested in what you're. Well, offering. when we say premium, we mean freemium, right? Is that what we mean? Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're, it's a, whatever AAA isn't that a AAA studio is going to do. Because I don't mind. So I'm pretty small, sure it's like I don't mind smaller game. Like if what uh, part of this is them saying we're going to make some cool smaller releases? I'm not sure. I'd call Phoenix Rising small. I don't think it is at all. But it is. It's definitely like a. Um, I don't know. It's in a tier that's different than these other you know, far cries and assassins creeds and things that they put out. And, uh, I wouldn't mind seeing more of that, like just smaller games, uh, games that are 29 and not 60, like smaller experiences. Mm-hmm. And they experimented around with this a bit more in the past. Like if I go look at my library, I own all sorts of weird Ubisoft stuff that were not big mainline triple a games. They were small $15 story games and like weird RPGs I hadn't heard of. And, uh, what was that one where the, kind of frog alien thing had to climb up as high as it could in like a low poly world. You remember that game? Oh, um, I know what you're talking wasn't about. Wasn't that long yeah. ago, a few years ago? Um, I don't was, remember the the name, but yeah, it was, it, it felt like it was like, Hey, we're trying out some tech. We made a game. Yeah. Try out some tech. It called and Grow here it Home. Is. Grow Home. Yes. That's it. That was it. That's it. Yeah. I like stuff like that. Experiment in that way more. Um, Cause I don't know that the world needs, well, whatever. Wherever the money is is where people will go. So follow the, the money. The world needs more heroes. If the, <laughs> if the money right now is in free-to-play, in freemium slash, you know, games as a service, uh, non-single-player whatever, then that's where people are going to head. But I'm not so sure that's true anymore. Like, some of the biggest hits of last year were single-player single games. The games I look forward to the most are single-player games. I love multiplayer games with my friends, and certainly those are great. But I'm just saying... This idea that we're going to be, you know, it's all going to be the Fortnites and that's it. That's a bleak world. I don't want that. 
Don't even want anything I think to do with it, that. I think it waxes and wanes. I, I think right now we're in a very heavy multiplayer-centric place. I think the pandemic has probably ensured that that's going to be a reality for a while, as a lot of developers try to find ways for people to play together um, when you can't meet up and do things. So I think that might be our future for a while. But I also think you see a lot of people chasing the Fortnite money. You know, everybody wants to be the next big multiplayer deal and i think you're going to start to see some pushback about on that and i think it will shift i think you're going to see more and more people put out multiplayer games that come out to kind of a dull thud and go oh there's no money in this anymore and then someone's going to make an exceptional single player narrative based thing that's going to capture everyone's attention and then everybody else is going to want to do that again yeah um the video game industry is very bad about someone does something very right and then a bunch of other people try to do that same thing until we're all sick of it and until somebody else does something else really really right right yeah, i agree with that um okay bo and i haven't haven't played this game yet but now maybe's our chance disco elysium <laughs> is getting a final cut with full VO work for the game. And it's apparently millions of words to text, like all the, all the stuff you had to read before they're going to VO a ton of that. That makes that game more interesting and it's on sale right now for cheap. So I assume if I got that, well, actually I I don't don't know if we, I don't know. Is the final cut a standalone purchase? Uh, Let me, let me look that up. I assume so. They, Rarely does a developer screw their their early adopters by saying, "Oh, here's the end of year edition." Now, it's usually for everybody else who Go doesn't own it. it, and then if you already own it, you get these features for free or whatever. But I don't know; it's possible. Well, I recommend getting it. I I sold Bo that I I thought this game was very much up his alley for sure. Um, yeah. I still think that I think it's a game he would really get into. I think with full VO work, I think it becomes more of a game for myself and more of a game for you, Scott. Yeah, uh, my big problem is it is a lot of reading and I get sleepy. Like I've always been the kind of person that reads to fall asleep. Yep. And if I'm sitting there playing a game where I have to read a lot, I just get same games are already a relaxing activity for me. I do it to unwind and then you add a bunch of reading on top of it and I just start doing the head bob while yep. I'm in my chair. And that's the problem I had with Disco Elysium. As amazing as it is, it's it's got a big atmosphere, and it very much lulls you into this world and this setting. And uh, it was the best game to put me to sleep in the world. Okay, um, free free upgrade for existing players on Windows PC. See, there you go. There you go. So I own it and I can just wait now. Yeah. And I can just can wait just... and play it when it has all the proper voice in it. And what I was reading too, is like they take their game super seriously. So they're trying to make it like a really good voiceover product. Like they're not just like, yeah, record some lines. There we go. Patch it in. Right. Sounds like they're agonizing over making it good. So they're not just having Jim from okay. accounting up the, up the hallway, do it. They're going to have actual people do it. Which is cool. Well, and there's so much depth to the script of that game. I mean, if you so when you pick your class at the beginning, and I, I actually think the game does a bit of a disservice by not making this clear the level of impact it has. I typically like the more 
mindful, you know, roguish type character. Mm-hmm. But this game is a is real world. It's not fantasy. You're not creating a rogue. Right. But you are putting stats and intelligence and creative thinking and stuff like that. And what I did was I created a character that perceived the world in a very artistic kind of way. And I played the game and I was like, hell is this game everything is so flowery and trippy and how it's being described like instead of like a like i'm gonna go through that door it was like the maw called to him and opened revealing the room next and i was just like what the hell is this and i was i hated the game at first because i just didn't get it it hadn't really clicked with me and when i went back i went with a more standard kind of less specialized i picked one of the classes it gave me and the entire script for that game changed and it became a completely different experience based on that from the very beginning on and the um, i can't even imagine the amount of dialogue they're going to have to record for that sort of thing because it is literally everything you can look at a tie hanging from a ceiling fan and depending on your stats that is described multiple different ways yeah it's pretty, I mean, just conceptually, that's so cool <clears throat> at, a, at a, a sort of a base level. Um, what I thought I wouldn't like about it was it didn't seem like there was much fantasy in this RPG, which bums me out slightly just because I'm that's more my jam. But also, this sounds like a Hunter S. Thompson simulator, and in a way, that sounds cool. So isn't your guy <laughs> kind of a psycho who's like sees bats in the sky and stuff like that? Like, isn't he a drug addicted weirdo and all that or am i thinking of this wrong he kind of was the first time but you can play him differently and he comes across differently so the first time i played him he was just a mess Mm -hmm. and he wasn't getting any better like he was just a freaking garbage human being with no redeemable qualities and just continuing on that downward spiral everyone he talked to he was shitty to and they hated him even more after every social interaction. And it just was just this decline. The second time I played him like a character that actually wanted to kind of get his act together because I knew what I was dealing with. And I was like, no, let's play a guy who maybe sucks, but is trying to be good. And it completely changed that narrative. Hmm. Um, It's really shocking because I had heard what I think you guys heard, which was this is a really good depiction of D&D. and how your choices and how you approach something impacts it. What I thought that meant was, did you take this item off the dresser? You can use this item now to have a conversation with so-and-so and do this. It's not really about that. It's more about defining what the character is and the world reacting to how you have defined this character. Yeah, less about you moving around a world and a world moving around you kind of, right? That's how I've heard it described by Um, others. It's it hmm. still sounds super interesting to me. I think I just need to pick it up, especially if that update's free and it's on sale right now. So maybe I'll yeah, it sounds like I guess March, like it's soon. Oh, it is soon. Yeah, March is sooner than any of us care to think. Yeah, like Jeez. it's not. It's not gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna be playing Disco Elysium in a month. I think if I, that's the case. Yeah, I might as well. All right. Well, there's that. Um, a quick note: someone hacked uh, CD Projekt Red, as if they weren't having a weird enough year. <laughs> And uh, got basically ransomwared. Um, somebody got in there and got a hold of the source code for all of their stuff. Um, the Witcher 3, an apparent unreleased version of that source code of The Witcher 3, which I don't even know what that means. Uh, plus uh, the entire source code for um, 
what's wrong with my brain? Cyberpunk. Jeez. For Cyberpunk, a Gwent. They get the Gwent source code. Oh, um, no. They I got know. access to the JPEG of Roach standing on a ho- on a house. I know, right? Oh, my gosh. What are they going to do? Uh, but, yeah, they got all that stuff. And then they sent this really hilarious letter. I, I, we should actually read it. Hold on a second. CD, Project Red, <laughs> letter. What they didn't say is the way they got this yeah. was they hacked into the security camera and then shifted between the visual and the audio uh, and we're able to tag any electronic devices if they if they saw it. Oh, no, oh, I didn't yeah. hear For the five of that. you that were able to get Cyberpunk 2077 <laughs> to run, you know what I'm <laughs> referencing. Um, all right, here's what they said. I think I found it. Oh, is this it? Hold on. Come on now. I'm gonna, I want to read this. Oh, here we go. Oh, no, this isn't it either. Dang it, I can't find it. But it's really funny because it's either them trolling real hard by making it sound like it was written by like a non-English speaking 12-year-old with, with uh, too much hacker time on his hands, or that's who this is. <laughs> it's one or the other. They're either faking it and having fun with it or, or not. But basically, they're like, if you don't give us uh, what we want, which is money, they want money, uh, we're going we're gonna to sell the source code or, or just straight up leak it online. Um and they're, of course, like, you know, not going to do that. And I wouldn't either. The truth is, if they sold it, it's not going to do anybody good anyway. Like, what are you going to actually do with the source code for The Witcher? Are you going to go make The Witcher? <laughs> or are you going to go make a game like The Witcher? And then are you going to try to sell that in public? Because the minute you try to and they know that's their source, I, source code, you're going to get sued into the earth. Like I heard it already sold. I thought they had already done it. Really? To who? Yeah. Who bought this the, thing? They sold it on the dark web. <laughs> Hold on a second. The, well, yeah. So maybe some company wants to understand how they made their game, and so it's a corporate espionage thing or something. I don't know. That's possible, you know? I suppose. It's a mess, though. And uh, they're. I all, mean, yeah. Know. I guess it would have to include tools and other proprietary stuff because I assume decompilers exist. And if you just want to see how another company programmed their stuff, you can probably figure it. Maybe work backwards on some of it. Yeah, reverse engineer it. Thing. Sure possibly yeah i'm not sure to what extent that's really a thing or not given that a lot of shared tools you know people use shared engines it's not like there's super secret proprietary engines these days you like a lot of them are you can just try that you can ask for a demo and try them out probably contact it and say like i'm making a 3d game we thinking about using your engine can we demo the well it's definitely uh, for unreal and and unity that's absolutely true you just use their engines and make them and then they're they downloadable off the internet yeah right. so i don't i don't know what's so special about what like the cd project red use their own engine yeah they Maybe do it's, it's their own what do they call it they have a name but yes they have their own proprietary engines for red their engine stuff. i think is it just called red but they so yes. they do have that but then again I, I guess what i'm saying is even if it's corporate corporate espionage and let's say some other company's interested in this data and this is all being done back alley style well, what are they going to do with it? Oh, hey, you guys, the way they made the Witcher make a weird face while he was naked in the tub was this line of code. Okay, well, you're all making games. Every, I, don't, I just don't know what, I just don't understand what they actually think they're holding hostage the, here. The keys, the keys for global domination are not in a game engine. No, <laughs> like, they're not. And even if they were, even if they were, it's like, I don't know. What's this like? It's like holding your doll hostage. It's like you have a kid. And the kid has a doll. 
Ah, uh, mm. well, we're taking the doll hostage. What are you going to do now? Get her another doll? <laughs> like, yeah. Who cares that you have the doll? Like, it's not like yeah. they've got anything they can actually do here. They don't. They didn't encrypt everything, and they're threatening to destroy it all if they don't pay them, like, Bitcoin or whatever. The only thing would be private subscriber information, credit card numbers, you know, personal yeah. information, I guess this is all development stuff, though, so I don't know if they even have that. Yeah, that's what it sounded like, so, it yeah. It could be a right. method to find and exploit vulnerabilities, though. If you have access to the code, you might be able to find a way to exploit it. Yeah, but for a million dollars... <laughs> Like, I yeah, I don't know what I really want to cheat at this game so bad. Yeah, guys, I say dark web like a person who's never heard of it. I have no <laughs> idea what these people do with this stuff. I just I don't know. Yeah, it's not my world. Like when you hack government servers, I get why that stuff's valuable. I get why it's dangerous. I get all those things. But when you hack Gwent, I don't know what I, what you're actually getting. <laughs> I know what you get from hacking Gwent. What? And it's a feeling of satisfaction. Is that it? That's all. Okay. Yeah, you get a lot of JPEGs. You can JPEGs. Make your own wallpapers. Sure. Maybe an STD. All that stuff's mm-hmm. possible. All right. Quick reminder before we get to the games we're playing Mario 3, 3D Land, the Wii U sensation. Actually, a fantastic game that did not get played by enough people because the Wii U didn't sell very well. Um, one of my top three Mario games ever made is coming out this weekend on Switch, and I'm very excited. So put okay, I have a reminder then. Yeah, if we're gonna if we're gonna make a quick moment for you to remind people that Mario games are good. Yeah, <laughs> uh, then I want to finally just bring up the news story of mine that got cut that pigs play video games now. Wait, got they cut. Use their what snout. happened? What yeah. happened to it? Between oh, between Scott's six and eight, he's, cu- he's cutting he's cutting news stories. Wait. We cut the news story no. about pigs playing There's, video where, games. There is no seven. Hold on. Four, five, six, eight, nine. How come it skips? I must have fat fingered this. Hold on. I didn't do this on purpose. Where is it? I don't know. Hold on. I'm going to try. We gonna... decided that pigs playing video games was not important enough. And I'm here to tell you, pigs playing <laughs> oh. video games was my favorite story that I <laughs> if you read. you feel passionate enough about it, we should talk about it. It seems clear. You know, sometimes we skip things. And it's like, oh, no big deal. But this sounds important. Well, where's, sev- this where's is, this seven? This is pigs playing video games. Oh, look Hold at this. Is, yeah. Is it... Hold on. Like Hold on. actual pigs? Hold on, I yeah, found it. Yeah, real pigs. I found a way to get it out. It's Something got effed up in the dock. Uh, oops. Pigs we're, we're, play pigs games. Play games. Wait, Here's the link. There you go. So I put it now below. <laughs> For some reason. Play video games, scientists discover. Look at where the seventh field should be. Line seven is gone. Yeah, it's messed up. Oh, yeah, yeah it's, it's crowded. I, I didn't see do that. I, see. I don't know how to fix that. Can I double click it? No. Oh, I just made it worse. Oh, there it is. It showed up. No, it says... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's fine. I made it worse. They're all right, all but here it is now, John. Tell me about pigs playing video games. I didn't know about this. What is it? <laughs> so they did a study on pigs uh, where they gave them a little video game where they basically could use their uh, snoot to use a joystick and it would control a little ball on the screen and they had to move the ball to avoid walls <laughs> and obstacles. And if they completed the course, they got a treat. <laughs> and what they found was that the pigs would return to the video game and play it. Even when the treat dispenser was not giving them a treat, they would still continue to play just for fun. Oh man. What? <laughs> this is like doing Torghast when you're not getting any soul ash for it. You're just going to go do Torghast for fun. Yes. Yeah, but think about pigs a pig's are life. more they into zero games. than me. <laughs> they have zero games, though. Oh, wow, dude. 
That's crazy. So what game is it? Just a maze thing? It's like just a, little... a made up for science maze game for pigs. Wow. And they just, you know, they're into it. Yeah, that's a messy play area though. Look at that. That one down low. Oof. Well, you know, they're not called cleans. They're called pigs. <laughs> they're you not know, called they cleans. Do, they, do, they do what they do, man. The opposite word of cleans is pigs. I love that. I well, I mean, I'm looking at the one picture and this guy, this one pig that's looking at me. His snout, I think, has poo on it. <laughs> well, yeah. Like, literally, his snout has like this brown, gooey stuff at the top. Well, look, go down a bit. There's a pink one with a split image. Pink one using it, and then there's a picture of the joystick and a little food bowl and stuff. And that, that look at that. It looks like some drunk guy barfed in there or something. <laughs> it's nasty, dude. It looks like the shady ATM you go to at three in the morning when you're really desperate for pizza money. Yeah, I don't trust any of this. <laughs> Back anyway, when ATMs were a thing. All right, John, you were that right. Anymore. That's a fantastic story. I don't know. We almost didn't get it. I'm glad you brought it up. All right. Uh, <laughs> go read more at the BBC <laughs> News. Yeah, that's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Pigs playing video games. We've been playing. I have spent a lot of time in Hard Space Shipbreaker. Although I just found out from somebody, and I put, I don't know, I'm somewhere in like 50 hours now in that game. Somebody said, uh, Scott, you know they're going to reset all progress at launch. And I didn't know that. And it's okay. I'll still do it again. But I don't know if I'm going to keep adding to the one I have if I'm, if it's 100% sure they're going to wipe all that stuff when it hits 1.0 and gets out of early access. So, so a little concern there. Uh, it's on uh, sale today again, which is cool. So if people want to get it, you can get it. Um, anyway, I don't know what to think of that other than I've put a lot of time in that game and I'm ready to put more in it, but apparently they're going to, they're going to wipe all my, my nine ranks of progress uh, back to zero. Uh, it's sad, but it'll be worth it. It's to fun. rediscover the game once again. Yeah. I see you playing it a lot on Twitch. So you, you really like this game. I a lot. love that game. <laughs> I love that game. I don't know why it's like so compelling for me to go tear a ship apart and throw chunks of it into an incinerator or into a processor. Like why that is so satisfying. I don't know. I don't know why it got me streaming it the other day. My favorite thing about you streaming it is you sound like a hardened vet on the job trying to teach the new guy (laughs) how it works around here. Cause you're just like, all right, now we're going to use our split laser. We're going to cut these beams. And we're going to send that down. That's going to get some salvage. And then the lady will come up and credits deposited. And you're like, yeah, there's the salvage. We got it. It's a lot of credits. I sound like that guy that's like teaching the young dude who just came in. He's just fresh out of, out of his uh, vocational college. And I'm, yeah. I'm here to teach him the ropes of how things really work in the real world out here. It is a little like that. Like I, And I've gotten a rhythm to it where, you know how bartenders are like, Oh, do I have a bottle? Yeah, I do. They did get a bottle and they're like, flip, flat, flume, zip, zap, bim. You know, like just flipping bottles around and fill up the thing. And, ah, oh, you want some uh, vodka with that? Blah, 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 blah. Flip it around again. Kind of, what's the, what's that movie with Tom Cruise? Uh, whatever it is. Minority Report. No, the one where he's a bartender. Uh, <sighs> shit. Mission what, Impossible. No. <laughs> You're doing that thing I do to people. That's not it. But he's... You know, that kind of thing. That's how I feel in this game. I've gotten to the point where it's like, bam, bam, boom, pull the thing out, suck it into the deal, stick it over there. There's a tether, zip, zip, zip. Like, all right, back to the thing, get some stuff, get those little bombs, blow up those three things at the same time, perfectly place them, fly through and go click, click, click. Like, I've got this, like, rhythm going. Cocktail, that's yeah. the movie. Um, and I and I really like the, the I really like where I'm at with it. But I'm still learning new things 
I, I learned that the scanner has a bunch of different modes. I thought I only had one. And the other thing I learned, oh, from the chat actually was uh, the green, there's these green joiner joints that that some of the ships have that you can't just <laughs> laser. Joints? Joiner joints. You can't just laser them like you can. The yellow ones, you have to, I thought, blow them up with the mines or the, the concussion mines where they are. But you don't. <laughs> Sounds like overkill. But you don't. It, is, it turns out it is. Bo was the whole time. But the game never tells me this. You can actually take any of the other objects that aren't worth anything, like a light, like pull a light yeah. off the wall and fire it at the, with the little pressure thing, fire it at the, the green thing and it will break that outer green shell thing off of it. Now you can burn it like anything else. I didn't know that until like two days ago. So, so you can put a landmine. It's like the only way to get these apart, put the landmines on <laughs> Come on. <home. laughs> That's how I was doing it. And I've died so many times because it blew up wrong and the whole thing went flying out. I got sucked out into space somewhere and the whole thing got ruined and lost my whole front end once when that I had all like this. It's a fun game. I, so I keep good. I keep like hovering over it. I'm like, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe. I I've wishlisted it. it. I and I know, know this isn't going to be like, there's no way every game is for everybody, right? Like I realize that, but. This thing is really good. Yeah, but it does. I mean, you do make it sound really rad. I just, uh, it's like I'm always like, it's always like just, just nudging the buy button, never quite getting there. Right. But it looks cool. It's very. So it's still in early access though. So there's time. There is, and also I think they're close to release. So I uh, now would be the time, unless that sale's super. I don't know what the sale is right now, but unless it's super awesome, maybe wait till that day. But maybe it'll go up that day. I don't know. I have no idea. But it is on sale, and if it were me, I'd get it. Like I'm saying, get it through the 15th mm. disturbed angel says. Yeah. So anyway, mm. playing a lot of that also leveling a demon hunter and wow. And I don't know why. So I'm not going to talk about that much, except I'm oh, just doing demon it. Hunters are cool. They are fun. It turns out their, their mobility in the air is so much makes a lot of that game a lot easier when you're leveling an alt, like uh Revendreth is not nearly the hell space that I usually think of it as Oh, like the double jump glide deal. Yeah. 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 It's all right. It's fun. Yeah. So I did that. I actually have a recommended leveling uh, order now for people doing the alt leveling where you do the threaded threads of fate thing, um, which is different than the story mode. And here's how you do it. Revendreth first, because it's just kind of hard to get around. So just get that done. Then go to Maldraxxus, which is really fun. And thankfully, it's fun in those early levels. So you feel like those levels just burn away and you're having a good time while you're in there. I really like Maldraxxus a lot. I didn't think I would, but I do. And then... Do Bastion next because it's boring and just need to get it done and over with. Bastion's boring. But finish an art. It's like the heaven or, place, right? Yes. Angels and stuff. Yes. Yeah, boring. Yeah, it's boring. It's okay. <laughs> it sounds boring. Story-wise, <laughs> I like what it is story-wise. Like, that's some, that stuff's pretty cool. And the first time through is fine. But, you know. Yeah, I thought it was a good first zone. Yeah, yeah. I agree. But now it just feels like you got to get it over with. And then Ardenweald is just so nice to look at and so fun to be in that I always finish on that. And uh, it feels good. Here's the problem, though. Uh, Demon Hunter tank spec is totally OP. I'm taking 10 mobs at a time. Um, they go down a little slower because, you know, you're in tank spec. But it's still, I th- it's just more fun. I'm having more fun with that than I ever do with the DPS spec. So I'm tanking and doing that. And I overleveled. And now I'm still level 59, but I've finished all four covenants. And so now I just have to go do whatever daily quests I can do to get to actually hit 60. And that kind of sucks. I think they should just let you finish the covenant stuff and have it go bling, you're 60. Well done. Did, 
did you did you level entirely from zero in this expansion content or did no I this was that? i've done so i've done that with another character this is my but this is my demon hunter i already had at 50 from the last expansion oh okay gotcha, so he's gotcha. another alt. all right. um but i have how many how many 60s do i have now i think this makes five or six you got one called roy yeah he's on a different server though. how's roy doing he's okay. just sitting there He's just sitting there waiting for Blizzard to steal that he's, name. He's a three-letter name. Like, that's a high-value character. <laughs> I, know. I, I know. that. I know. I know about Roy. <laughs> Wish I could sell it or get gold for it or something. That'd be cool. But uh, not going to happen. Anyway, um, having yeah. fun there for whatever reason. But I'm sure when I'm done, I'll I'll walk into Torghast and go, oh, I don't know if I want to do this again. Uh, I, I love Torghast. I, I can't decide. I love getting nothing for it. Yeah, Torghast is fine. I just don't like it. Yeah, I don't like getting nothing for it. So doing all the initial stuff will be fine because you do get, I mean, there's story reasons and there you do get some things for doing it. It's just in the long haul, that stuff wears a little thin, but also the Demon Hunter is pretty fun in there from what I can tell. So anyway, I'm enjoying playing him again. Yeah, it's just a little rough when the best unlock from Torghast is getting to see all your favorite WoW characters suffer from PTSD. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. That is kind of what you do in there, isn't it? It's like, well, I devoted an hour of my time, and now I get to see Thrall go, Jaina. Jaina. It's pretty messed up. Yeah. What do you think of all this? Oh, it's terrible. Really? They did bad things to me, and I'm going to just sit on this step for a while. Yeah. Same with Bloodhoof. He's down there going, oh. They're just sitting. They're just sitting around going, they can go home. There's a portal like 10 feet away from them. Yeah. They're just, they had such a bad time. They're just sitting there staring at all. Oh, this is a terrible place. Uh, There's no other cows down here. Uh, (laughs) Moo. Moo. (laughs) Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a mixed bag, this expansion, but I'm, I'm still enjoying uh, a lot of it. But um, Mm. part of the problem with wow right now is there's just, I don't know. It's between, well, whatever. We're between between patches. There's also a BlizzCon line coming up, and that stuff means that we're waiting on announcements, and they're holding stuff back. So there's not a lot going on right now that you can talk about. You know, like it's all. Have, have you like experienced all the main stuff, like the raids, dungeons, and zoning? Content, I've done LFG. I haven't done any kind of formal raiding. LFG dungeons. Um, multiple the zones. Right. All the zones. End game activities. Couple of different uh covenant storylines thus far um and how's that like land of elites have you played have you either of you played around in there is that fun land of elites the mall yeah it's awful oh the mall like, sucks i hate it there the the biggest problem with this expansion is it feels like a lot of really good ideas that don't exactly come together right like uh, torghast is super fun but the only reward you get for torghast is basically the crafting materials for the legendary system. Yeah. Hmm. And then the legendary system is, okay, unlock these, and there's a bunch of various ways you can do it, but like all things in WoW, there's a best-in-slot in a lot of cases for it. So, for example, on my Rogue, the best legendary for me to get, I would have had to have run one specific dungeon until I get it, which is Spires of Ascension, which I've run a ridiculous amount of times and never gotten the drop. So I burnt myself out of dungeons trying to get this one drop because it's, it's not fun to just keep running the same dungeon over and over again. And it's the second boss of four that it drops from. So Mm. I know two, two bosses in 
that I'm done with this run and yeah. that I'm not interested. And then I just have to make a moral decision of, am I a jerk and I quit and screw over my team? But there's really no benefit for me running it because you don't even get, you know, in the previous ones, you got artifact power or something like that for finishing a dungeon. You don't get that in this. You get gold or loot that's not good for you. Right. Uh, oh. you've, you've outgeared it. So there's no incentive to finish that dungeon. So it's like, well, do I do the right thing and stick with no, this group you just, or do you I drop, do the wrong if thing? If you're an LFG, you just drop. Yeah, someone and, else will replace you. Yeah, but that and, sucks. I hate that. <laughs> it, it's it's not fun and it burned it burned me out of dungeons, so I don't want to do that. I haven't raided for a couple of expansions. It's just not content I'm interested in. I okay. love the raid team that we were in, but it's not, it's yeah, not what I'm same. about in that game. And they replaced the bonus rolls for loot in favor of this thing called the Great Vault, yeah. which is basically like you do certain things to qualify and then you get this guaranteed piece of loot at the end which by some accounts is not necessarily really great loot but uh none of the activities that i enjoy in wow actually constitute opening the great vault so i don't get that every any weeks so Mm -hmm. my big problem with the game right now is once i got through the story content in the covenant there was no longer any incentive to play the game and basically uh, what I'm playing is to go in and do daily quests to earn anima so that I can spend the anima on unlocks that cost anima. Yeah. So okay. it feels like this weird double dip of like, Hey, give us anima and we'll give you the ability to spend anima on something. Yeah. It's like, well, but wait a minute. <laughs> and it's really well, hard to get. It's just, like you don't, it's like time content. They're, yeah. they're just timing the content yeah. for you, essentially. Yeah. It's just to do the content. end game grind. So either you're into the end game grind or you're not. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. And that's yeah. that's where I've come down, which is I'm 100% not into this grind at all. And that's mm. that's the gamble you make with trying to gate content in that way. It works great if people are into it. If people aren't, then they just go, all right, Yeah. I'm done. It's kind of an MMO yeah. problem in general. None of the end game grinds are very great, but... Uh, I mean, I'm excited well, about the next phase of the if story. If you're the one game doing it, then it's special. But if every game's doing it, then like people's time is finite. <laughs> like, yeah. you can't make more of it. So, like, you're putting these demands on your players to yeah. try and keep them in and up your daily user count. But it's, I think everyone's starting to see through the, you know, the the veneer on that kind of stuff. Like, sure, they want fun experiences, not gated content. I yeah. don't know. And there's a certain type of player that's always going to want that. And maybe if that's Oh, there's plenty of them. Right? Make their like, business work, then great. But sure, yeah, sure. I, I, definitely not for me. Yeah, not so That's much. That's why for I me. bailed on Battle for Azeroth. I didn't want to do Reputation. Just, oh, rep grinds <laughs> are the worst. Yeah. They're bringing back Valor points, but I haven't. I need to study it more about why. They're, they're bringing doing. it back only for high level mythic. Oh, content. that's what's so happening. If you're not doing mythic dungeons, you're not getting Valor points. Uh, well, I don't like mythics anyway, so no effect on it. <laughs> See, this is the problem I've had. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, this content's here for a very specific group of people that aren't me. And yep. that's fine. Yep. They don't have to make the game for me. Yeah. But that sends a very clear message of, should I be playing that game day to day, week to week? You know what would get me in Torgas more is if they dropped more, either more total gold or gold plus a bunch of trash stuff that I can sell for more gold. That's meaningful amount of gold. Like, yeah. well, let me walk out of there with a thousand gold. That would be per run. Like, cause they take forever. Like that's worth it. I'd do that, but they're not even doing that. So 
I don't know. It'll be it'll be interesting to hear what they say at BlizzCon Online because they'll have or BlizzCon Line. Sorry, they'll have uh, all sorts of stuff to say about nine point one. Maybe even more about whatever the second and third patches are. I want story stuff. I'm hoping for some CGI stuff. I have no idea if this is happening, but it would be great if, like BFA, they had some interstitial story beat you know, 3d CGI stuff that they'll throw in here for story. I really hope they do. Cause that was my favorite part of BFA was that I love that stuff. So more of that, yeah, please. But shadow, shadow had a good story too, right? Like before all this dourness of the grind, like it was a good experience oh, yeah. uh, for y'all. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. The Maybe leveling was really good. The story was cool. Although one of, I, one of my favorites, I said it at the, I said it at the beginning, my biggest issue with the story is if it takes two years to pay off. I can't do two years of you're going to rescue Anduin. I, I can't wait that long <laughs> on that particular story. Uh, so it just, it depends on where it goes. Uh, there is a cutscene that I haven't earned in game, but has been leaked, I guess that has a very compelling story beat between Sylvanas and Anduin. I'm really interested in seeing where that goes. So they become the lovers. Story might, they can become lovers. They make out. They make they out. Good. Yeah. yeah. No, they it's do like it. A grandma and a, a little young man. Yeah, like a very old undead lady <laughs> and a very young man's virile, uh, you know, he's his ready to go. Let's get it in there. A, a, Look, a if yolf. that's a weird thing, you're <laughs> risking it by hooking up with an elf. Elves <laughs> traditionally very long-lived. Yeah. You know, if, if you've got hang-ups on kissing an 80-year-old, don't kiss an elf because there's a decent chance. Oh, very Is good Is that chance. an elf? 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 An elf. Elf? An elf. Sure. Elf. Yeah, I need Elf. to get, I need to get back into I need to play a bit of ESO because they do that game's so focused on story, even with its regular questing that it, that I that's where I kind of get that fix. Because that's like where I had the most fun coming for that too, right? Eh? Yeah, they got some new stuff and they're spreading it out. Uh, I don't know if this is due to COVID or if this is their plan all along. It feels like it's in line with previous decisions as well, but they're going to start putting. Um, they're spreading that chunk out instead of it being like here's an expansion with a ton of content. It's more like here's part one, here's part two, here's part three, and just do it that way. I don't know what the main, I don't know what the real effective difference is, but. Uh, I think that's a cool idea, personally. I, yeah. I thought Shadowlands, like, each week you get a little more story. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. We ran out, and that was where I started to go, oh, maybe I don't need to log in. But yeah. for the weeks that we were doing it, I mean, and my Covenant story was stupid. We were just collecting necklaces every week. <laughs> It was like, hey, new week, new necklace. That was all we were doing. But I still enjoyed that, you know, Wait, as a what's story your covenant? content beat. What's your covenant? Uh, the the Venthyr, the vampire people. Oh, okay. Yeah, because there's a lot more with the, the Ardenwield people or way more stuff. Or at least I think so. Right now it's kind of repetitive. Although <laughs> now I'm Venthyr because I went, because uh, I got this dude who looks way cooler in that armor. I made this choice purely yeah. on armor, by the way. Mm-hmm. 100%. So did I. Yeah. Yeah. It was an armor choice. Yeah. That was my, I should have known that's what you do. Cause you love, that's your jam. In my case, I was like, where will I be the most eff- efficacious in my utility in the game? If I choose a, and then I went, why am I doing this? Just pick the vampires. They have cool armor. You're a demon hunter. It's a good mix. You should be dating. Boom. Now we're seeing date a vampire. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to get at. Uh, what else? I uh, just started scratching the very tip of a game called Legend of Keepers, which I know sounds like a terrible mobile game, but it is a rad uh, RPG thing set uh, or on PC that's about to hit 1.0. I bought it 
on the cheap right before their launch. It's uh, because it looked like it was going to go up. And it's totally my jam. It's one of these, think of it as like almost like reverse Darkest Dungeon um, in that you're the dungeon <laughs> kind of. Uh, it's not Dungeon Keeper, though. It's different than that. It's really hard to explain. I'm not nearly deep enough into it to give it any kind of full review, but I can tell people if they want to hear me like go into depth on it. Um, my plan is to play a bunch more of it and talk about it in detail on next week's Boop Show and probably here as well. Uh, so I need a little more time with it, but uh, it's very cool so far. Legend of Keepers, you can go check that out. Oh, this looks interesting. Yeah, it is. The, the art style is like really cool animated like metal shit it's just great <laughs> it's very what cool. an awful name for something that looks so unique and cool i agree legend of keepers <laughs> this is, is tragic stupid. yeah it's this a stupid is awful name. But, but we're all out of names the names are but what else are you gonna do for your uh, your <laughs> we're all out of names. I, <laughs> I don't know something that doesn't sound like you took the 18 most popular words and titles and just drew uh two of them out of a hat i mean yeah like i don't like anything with legends in it I don't like anything with like clan in it or like any of that mobile talk speak. I don't want any of that. Mm-hmm. But Legends of clans of rating. It, when I saw it being played, it really jumped out at me. And I went, ooh, this looks like my jam. And it is. It's very cool so far. So more on that later as I've had more time in it. But it's a pretty cool little game. Uh, and then I just today bought. Okay. First time I, that I'm aware of this has ever happened to me. I bought a PC game. Based on an experience I started having on the mobile version of the game, and I liked it so much that I said, I don't want to play this here. I want to play this on my PC or something else. I don't want to play it on my phone because I think it seemed like a very cool experience, but I don't want to touch finger this thing. And that game is called Alba, a wildlife adventure. Which at you first glance, this thing? it may you did not want to touch finger Alba. <laughs> it may look, it may look to onlookers like, oh well, this game looks like it's for kids. I mean, maybe, but so does Pokemon or half a million other things we all like. So I don't think, yeah, yeah that's fine. We'll yeah, hold who it cares? It. But it, it's basically like a you're on this island. You got a you got a camera. Go around and get as many pictures of the wildlife as you can and identify what those wildlife are. Um, I found a bunch of per- birds that are called tits. Now I know that's normal because birds have, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, like, I still uh, left. It's still funny, right? I couldn't help it. I'm 12. But anyway, so there's a bunch of that. There's a squirrel. There's other things. Then there's a little job you have to do. There's wow, a story. the most unique and wild wildlife you saw birds. <laughs> Guys, there's a squirrel in the game. It's awesome. You guys play it. Finally, we can see the fantastic world of the outdoors in video game form. It's, it's, Birds and squirrels. So this is a game. This is a game that came out on Apple Arcade, and I like. I was having so much fun with it. I went. I would rather play this not here. So that's what I did. It's on, and it's I mean, on sale it's right now. Really so. well. So it's just. It's like an exploration game focused yeah. on the exploration part. Yep. Basically, their story. It's all very wholesome. You know, you're. It's, it's like a. I mean, it's a really pretty game. It's it's kind of lo-fi in terms of like, I mean, it's intentionally kind of low poly or whatever, but but it's pretty yeah, and okay. nice draw distance and like controls are great. It goes great with a controller if you want to play it that way or mouse keyboard either way. Um, I really like it. I like it a lot and I'm going to keep at it, uh, but I just downloaded it. So not a lot of time to sort of. In level two, do you get to take pictures of prairie dogs in your neighbor's <laughs> cat? 
Yes. Oh, I helped save a bottlenose dolphin from the beach. Oh, beach. geez. Okay, there we go. Yep. I helped save it, and then we shoved it back out to sea and saved it. And my grandparents were there to go, "Yay! Well, way to go! Here's a camera for doing such a good job." Aww. So that was cool. It's a. It's just that's, a sweet that's its own kind of simulation of doing nice things in the world. Yeah, it's a sweet little game. You find sometimes you find trash, you throw it in the garbage, and you get some points for doing that. Uh, just a oh, just nice. a nice, uh, you know, casual, fun thing. Sometimes I like a game like that, so that's what I'm playing there. Uh, oh, and for every download, they actually plant a tree. Oh, the right, right. This is true. If you want, yeah. So yeah. This is really, uh, this Forgot is really, you know, con- a conscious gamer's choice. Yeah, they actually nice. they actually plant trees every time you buy it, which I think is kind of a cool thing as well. Uh, John, you've downloaded and played that Jedi Fallen Order business with the next gen update on the Series X, which I also downloaded but didn't play. So I thought I'd already played and looked really good before this uh, patch, which was free. Uh, very cool of them to do that. What do you think of it now? Is it better? Thanks for- looks really good. Yeah. I mean, I, I wasn't even going to talk about this. I was going to just say, like, yeah, I had a typical week. I played Pokemon Go, whatever. <laughs> but honestly, this looked so good that I was like, you know, I'm going to tell people they should play Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order again because this next-gen update made that game, which already looked solid. And the funny thing is, is I can't even really say what it did. I mean, I know from a technical aspect, you know, the higher resolution textures running at a better frame rate at a higher resolution. You know, I know all of that. Yeah. But when I look at it, I'm like, oh, that's the game I played. But there's just something about it that looks way better. And uh, that game's still really good. Highly recommend that game overall if you're into Star Wars. Um, it has a very cool story, uh, despite a very generic main character. Yeah. Also a boring name, if we're honest. Right? Cal Kestis or Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order? Je- Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Mm-hmm. It's fine. It's fine. It's not as it's not as lame as Legend of It's not of one of Keepers. the worst ones. Yeah. Yeah. That's not the but worst Fall, Fallen Order is in that about. category of we pulled names out of a hat. Like, you know, well, there's an order and it's Fallen. Like, yeah, okay, we got it. <laughs> <laughs> right. I feel like Star Wars and Jedi are obligatory, so you're just looking at what they added to it and Fallen Order. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that sounds When right. does this take place? After the fall of the Jedi Order? Oh. They should why don't they should have called it Star Wars the Bestus Kestus. Whoa. <laughs> the Bestus Kestus. That's not bad. Know. <laughs> See, like, you and know. you said all the titles were taken. <laughs> Bo just came up with the bestest Kestus right here. <laughs> Yeah, what what was I? It's not a serious about? suggestion. It's pretty bad. The best like, is Kestis. They could have come up with something like Kestis Boys or Sir Kestis's <laughs> Journey or something. You know, I don't know. Anyway, I'm just saying, like, if you're going to make an RPG, a fantasy RPG, you're all out of options these days. There's not a lot left, and if you do something yeah. too weird, no one's going to remember it. So you have to do stuff that's memorable, and so you don't forget. Like Disco Elysium like, is memorable only because. I don't know why it is. Why is it? Why is Disco Elysium? It's really off type. What RPG is called Disco anything? Like, yeah. It, disco is a weird word. Elysium definitely sounds like a video game name. There's a movie called, sci fi movie called Elysium, and it's, that's definitely been used before. The oh, disco yeah. part's what makes it unique. And also, it doesn't look like it has anything to do with discos. <laughs> so, like, yeah, I, you don't see like a, a big silver ball. Right. No. That's what they call those things. I think so. Yeah. Dance, dance. Yeah. Wait, 
Not glitter balls. What do they call those? Disco balls. Disco balls. Just disco yeah. balls. Disco disco balls. Okay. Yeah. Disco balls. I said it very weird. Disco I balls. Don't know why. Not disco glitter balls. balls. Okay. Glitter balls is disco what you get. It's, it's what you give yourself before you go to the rave with your uh, with your lady friend. You get the glitter. Balls. <laughs> what? Yeah, you put glitter all over your nuts. You, you <laughs> is that a real thing? You give yourself I, I, don't, a disco I have no balls? idea. I just know that. So the last time I was in a place where you can consider it like a like a dance club type place. I was there chaperoning uh-huh. for a bunch of kids or a bunch of teenagers. Uh-huh. And um, the thing I noticed is most of the girls there had glitter all over their face and their hands and their arms. Any kind of exposed skin had glitter on them. Not like, you know, all glitter, but just a smattering of glitter on every surface. And the, and when they would be in a black light room or one of the dance rooms where the lights were like that, it would like really show up on them, make them look all glittery. So that's that's what I based that on. Time, I, I think I don't know. Yeah, I don't know why you smattering of nuts. glitter on every surface is basically <laughs> what you have anytime glitter is in play yeah. at all. Yeah, oh, I yeah, went to uh, I went to a Michaels and touched something, not realizing it was glitter, and there was glitter on everything I owned after that trip. Yeah, for yeah, a long my lava lamp broke and it had glitter in it, and uh, there's the patch on the floor that I can't get the glitter off. <laughs> <laughs> can you tell me so it's the guitars are covering it you can kind of see it there, there you can't but you can finally little... you can finally confirm something for me what is in there in a lava lamp what is that stuff the, the so, goop well i didn't get a proper lava lamp with the, the the balls that go bloop i got a glitter one so all there is is like weird juice and <laughs> what's the juice though it's That's glitter. a snow globe in a different shape is it just water in there yeah, well, I don't know. I mopped it up, whatever it was. I didn't taste it. Because, like, I didn't actually break the glass. It's just the top came off. Yeah. And it leaked all over the floor, and there wasn't any left. Or maybe there was, and I poured it in the sink. I just didn't ask. I, I was never curious about what's in there. I'm like, it's probably poisonous. Well, that's what I, I mean. Wanna... Like, what if it was a, some kind of toxic? I mean, uh... poisonous, but toxic to, like, consume, you know? like I... Did it smell like anything? No. Okay. It like water. This is like a, like a James a Bond. Smell. Okay. <laughs> I was a little freaked out and heartbroken because I really like that lamp and I should get another one. But interesting. Anyway. So the real, yeah. so I'm never going to have this answered. No one ever tells me. No one, I shouldn't say that. I could look it up on the internet, but whatever's in the lava lamp. Ask John to show you where that is on the dark web. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got to learn about lava lamps on the dark web. That's the um, only place they'll talk about. We're going to find out now. I've never looked. I'm going to look up right now what this is. Here we go. Lava yeah. lamp. Uh, okay. A lava lamp lava is a decorative lamp invented in 1963 by British entrepreneur Edward Craven Walker, the founder of the lighting Edward. company Mathmos. Oh yes, quite. Yes, that's quite. Uh, let's We're see. going to get to the lamp. We're going to fill it with. It's uh, It's okay. Here it is. The lamp uh, consists of a bolus of a special colored wax mixture inside a glass vessel, the remainder of the of which contains clear or translucent liquid. So probably, I guess, water. I don't know. Uh, so, that's, so it's some kind of wax business. Hmm. Uh, I, think, I think Ebola is a dangerous disease, too. Yeah, Ebola is. <laughs> Isn't that what you said? You said something like Ebola or something. No, like I said math, mathmos. Oh, Mathmos. I heard Ebolas, and I was like, really? <laughs> yes, they have these hot lamps full of Ebola. Do not break them <laughs> well, that's open. That's where it's getting it. Where they had to, that's where they had to put it. Yeah. That's how yeah. we got, how Mathmos. we dealt with this. They're dangerous, though. Like the old ones? 
how are people not dead every day with a lava lamp? Yeah, man? but I think they're not that dangerous anymore. Are they better now? What are they even like? Do the now? way it was constructed, it's just like this metal thing. It's got a light, and the light heats up the bottle, and then whatever's right. in the bottle does what it does. Right. So it makes it go. I mean, I was always worried it was gonna. I never left it on because it heats the actual lamp itself. So yeah. I didn't want to. Yeah, fire I touched one when I was little and burnt myself. So I assumed yeah. actual lava. I assumed if you broke one of those, uh-huh. it just looked like the movie Alien. <laughs> <laughs> you assumed actual lava. <laughs> so wait a minute. If you broke, um, did you guys ever have Stretch Armstrong when you were kids? Is that a thing? Yeah, Stretch Armstrong. Okay. Yeah, maybe in America. Stretch only. Armstrong are very popular. Yeah. So it's basically this this wrestler figure that was all mushy, and you could stretch him really far, hence the name. And you could take him like yeah. twelve feet that way and really stretch this guy out. And I remember just always being super curious about what's inside of him to make him stretch like that, but terrified to ever find out. <laughs> I didn't ever want to yeah. know because I thought, well, whatever's in there can't be good for man. Hmm. So I can't just open that thing up. And it's I like those did. iridescent light tubes. If you smash it and breathe the dust, you just have every disease known to me. Oh, I've smashed a lot of those. Oh, when? Not recently, right? Y'all, you're good? That's the hobby in another lifetime ago. Wait, a hobby wow. of breaking... Iridescent- I, I'm not sure if I'm supposed to say... <laughs> so, so wait a minute, you were breaking these... For- part of a part of young young Bo's vandalism days. Oh, okay. All right. I thought you were yeah. saying you were but yes. snorting coke out of him or something weird like that. Or- <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay. Just, as a very young man, like in school, it was a fun hobby to go find them and take them and then go smash them in other parts of the school and try not to get caught. They are really fun to explode. <laughs> they are. They make a loud bang. So that's, that was the dare. It's like make a really loud bang and run for it and try not to get caught. That's the challenge. Yeah. They're, they're, hopefully they're make them cool. super loud. With oh. Either of you ever break into the school when it was closed? Yeah. Once. No. One time. Yeah. yeah. I did just once though. Never after mm-hmm. that. And. What did, did you poo in the classroom? No, we like stole. I know someone who broke into a school and did that, we but it st- wasn't me. <laughs> we stole all the clocks. So all the clocks that were in the hallways. We had this school that was weird. It was round. This was like a <laughs> should circular. Should we be talking about this? this if we talked, we may have the, talked about this. Statu- no, no. I mean, should we be talking oh, about this? Oh, at this point. Statue of limitations. Uh, yeah, I don't on? care. They can come after me if they want for those damn clocks. But, <laughs> but we went in there, and oh, yeah. because the school's circular, it was like a. It's hard to explain. They're actually tearing it down because it's no longer up to fire code. But they're <laughs> somebody stole halls. all the clocks. Yeah, someone took all the clocks. No one knew what time it was. But we went in there, took all the clocks, hit them in our lockers, and then got out. So we didn't break anything. And I think eventually the clocks ended up back where they were supposed to be. But the goal was to have all the teachers on Monday be like, "Where are the clocks? What time is it? How do we even live?" <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> and I don't remember stupid having teachers. much of an impact. Yeah, stupid teachers yeah. got them this time. Can't tell time, jerks. Yeah. Anyway, I was really bad, but I, I had a poor attitude towards teachers in high school. Yeah, they're great. They're great. But I just say that you know, if anyone's listening, you know, you're awesome. But I'm sure you know that kids can be terrible. Yep. Some of them are miserable, and I was definitely one of them. Yep. Be yeah. be safe. Uh, my daughter tells me if you breathe in, okay, you know when you make a microwave popcorn and it makes the bag get all fat, and then you take it out and then you pull it open, there's all that heat in there. She says mm-hmm. if you breathe that in. It's like it can kill you, like whatever whatever air is or whatever something's put off. It's some kind of toxic something. If you breathe that hot <laughs> air in right when it comes out of the thing, it could just knock you on your A and you're done. Yeah, and Pop probably there's lung. no oxygen in it. 
Well, that I'd no, probably it, Google that. It's called vaping. Also, says not, not try it. <laughs> Ziggurat says it's called vaping. That's not it though. But it is called <laughs> it is called popcorn lung. Hold on. I mean, it is a kind of vaping. If it's steam, <laughs> that's what vaping is. It's just inhaling. Well, here it is. Steam. Popcorn lung. Lung. Uh, cause, symptoms, diagnosis, treatment. Uh, okay. Popcorn lung is nicknamed of bronchitis obliterations. It's a uh, condition that damages your lungs, smallest airways, and makes you cough and feel short of breath all the time. It's sometimes caused by breathing in chemicals used in flavored microwave popcorn. Oh, man. And other chemical or lung illnesses can also cause popcorn lung. Uh, your lungs are yeah. where your blood picks up oxygen. Now, now, we don't need to know that, but. Causes are, here you go, microwave popcorn, uh, electronic cigarette flavor, some of those. So vaping is a problem, I guess. So this guy in the chat wasn't kidding. Uh, eat some e-cigarettes, some brands of e-cigarettes are banned in Europe because of it. And metal oxide fumes, sulfur dioxide, ammonia, chlorine, nitrogen oxides, hydrochloric acid, and sulfur mustard. My least favorite bread spread. Don't like the sulfur mustard. <laughs> yeah, I don't like the sulfur mustard. Yeah, we call it yeah. fart mustard around here. Sulfur mustard. Mm. <sighs> anyway, that was fun. Uh, Bo, you've been playing Waifu Impact. Tell me about that. Yes. Game. So speaking of interesting original names, I do like the name Genshin Impact. Yes. That's the name of the game. And yeah, I was playing Dyson Sphere Program, and I was like, what other great games are coming from the great land of China? You know, I was, <laughs> and and you know, I I've seen a lot of the ads for Genshin Impact, and I got to be honest, the animation style looked really amazing, and I was worried it was you know it's a gotcha game, which I think, I think that's a genre that means where it tries to make you buy a ton of stuff to get a whole bunch of different characters and have terrible predatory level up mechanics that require items that you can earn in game slowly or pay for, and the level system is like it's not like a Western. RPG where you do ex- get experience and level. It's just like you kind of level when you have the shit to level. Um, isn't it a isn't it a brand? I thought it was a brand. I think it's a genre. I think maybe it's a brand. I don't know. I'm kind of new to the term. I just I'm sure I've played a gotcha game before on like mobile, right? Where you have like your five heroes and you progress through this thing and then you tap them to attack a thing. Oh, here it is. Level I them f- up. I found it. It's spelled G A C H A. Not like yeah. got you or gotcha. No, gotcha. Gotcha games. They're video games yeah. implemented the gotcha toy vending machine mechanics similar to loot boxes or a prize crate in video games. Okay. So yeah. Yeah, yes. no, it does mean so. exactly what it sounds like. It's there to take your yeah. cash and surprise. Yeah, it's gotcha money. Yeah. Um but but the game the game itself is beautiful. It's you know, like playing a painting. I mean, I guess a lot of references to I haven't played the latest Legend of Zelda. But there's a Breath of the Wild aspect to the way everything's animated. Yeah, very. Similar. And the combat's actually kind of okay. Like it's sort of Diablo-ish light, but in that maybe not. Maybe that's being too. No, that's that's too far. Uh, it's I don't know. It's it's beautiful. It probably has a lot of marks against it. I don't know how they're going to be playing it, but I kind of got into it. It's anime weird, so the story kind of sucks, and the story's kind of like that weird. Like I just helped this girl named. Jean- Jean- Zhang Ling. Um, Zhang Ling is a is a chef from Liyue uh, village, <laughs> and she's out looking for rare boar to cook. And so I help her on an adventure to find rare boar and rare ingredients because she's a, a chef. And then she gets into a cook off, and 
you end up, you know, kill 10 monsters kind of quest or go into this dungeon kind of quest, but ultimately it's, you know, MMO style kind of gameplay. It's all single player, but I think there's co-op mode where you can join uh, people. Mm-hmm. But everything's just so beautifully animated that I'm kind of, and, you know, I've been on the low APM side of games and it was free to play. Uh, I haven't spent anything except for the six ninety nine I did for my... 60 primo gems a day. So I did spend something. I like how I started by saying I didn't spend anything because I was ashamed. But um, (laughs) but I actually spent $7. Um, And I don't know. It's fun. I I think if you look at it and and feel like it's beautiful, like check it out. It definitely has all the anime boys and girls that you're designed to adore. And you play as four characters. You just hot swap between them really quickly. And they also ended up be- being NPCs in your quest. So I have Lisa in my party. Mm. She's a librarian that knows lightning magic. But you can also visit her library, not a euphemism. And you, you go on a quest with her to get books returned. Mm. <laughs> so, you know, it is what it is. I think the trailer, if you're just curious about what I'm talking about, the trailer will tell say it all and you'll decide on the spot whether that's something you're going to play or not. But I've been playing it yeah. and uh, I'm enjoying it. This so, thing really took off. People love this. It's been a hot deal it's for a while. It's high quality. Now. It's yeah. definitely high quality release. Like, are you playing on PC? Did you say? I'm, I forgot. Yeah, on PC. Okay. But I play with a controller. Like, it's a controller deal. I think you get a PlayStation yeah. Five or whatever. Yeah. It's a lot of people playing it on Twitch too. It's like, oh, you know, there's like this whole element of trying to, I guess, like get certain heroes and unlock certain stuff, and yeah. it's very open world. I don't know. I'm just curious. I think it, more than anything, it's different from what I usually play, and it's still sort of maintaining my curiosity, even though it's a game loop that doesn't feel that unfamiliar. It's just kind of new, and I don't I don't play that many games that are like full on Chinese games. Like this isn't like a Japanese or Korean game. This is like a Chinese game. So yeah. uh, I don't know. I've just been kind of checking it out, seeing what it's like. I can't really recommend it, but it is beautiful, and it is fun in that way a casual kind of game experience like that can be yeah. animated so gorgeous though but yeah nice there you so, go Genshin Impact finally one of us played it I tried it on phone and I don't think I I may have downloaded it and never launched it because it's free on oh, okay. it's free on phones yeah oh, it's on phones too eh? yeah mm. oh it's everywhere yeah. that thing is well it's everywhere except Steam or other places I trust <laughs> you have to go get their weird <laughs> downloader and stuff yeah. Um, I wish they'd put it somewhere like that. But anyway, well, that's cool. Uh, more more Dyson Sphere program as well. I've been playing that more as well. I yeah, I, I'm like, I'm on my third planet. No, yeah, I'm on my third planet. Oh, geez. You're further I got than a me. titanium planet. And so I have like, I've just built now these big things, these carrier platforms that transport the titanium from planet three to planet one. Yeah. And then when it gets to planet one, I got to do things to make more different color cubes. <laughs> At the end of the day, it's about <laughs> making these energon cubes about different colors and yeah. then using that to power more tech and get more sophisticated. Yeah. Um, I'm definitely looking forward. The problem with Dyson Sphere program is like, that's it. That's a game where I need some open road ahead of me. I need a good six hours because right. like, right. it's the, the I mean, I kind of need to start over. It's just, I know I can't because my conveyor belt system is such garbage. Yeah. But I'm like 20 hours in at this point. Yeah. Um. So I'm like playing. I'm like half unhappy with my playthrough and half knowing like it's just gonna suck so many more hours from me because like they the level of complexity getting this whole thing running. I'm just like, oh my god. 
Yeah. <laughs> it gets pretty that game gets pretty nuts on like how much planning you have to do. And so it's a beast. I, I, I'm enjoying it quite a bit still. It's a beast. It's really good though. Uh John, did you say you got satisfactory on sale or you were thinking about it? What was the deal? I thought about it till I saw it was like just five dollars. Oh off yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's not much. <laughs> I was unsatisfied. <laughs> That's an unsatisfactory price drop. <laughs> That's what I was trying to say. That game's you saw is that multiplayer? I, like, for, right? um, I think they're all. I think it is. They're yeah. all co-op, right? I think so. I've never done it though. Um, so well, I, was, I thought satisfactory because it's like a first-person thing. It's something you play do with other people. Oh yeah, I know I you can play it on your own. Satisfactory might be on Game Pass too. I know we say that about every game, but I kind of want to check it on there. Anyway, uh, Factorio is also isn't that also have a co-op mode? I don't remember. Yeah, maybe. Similar I just know thing. I know satisf- I was a big in all the trailer marketing I've seen like for the other two games I see single player, but in that one I always see other people in the in the trailers and stuff. Huh. Like it's more of a I think it, I think overwhelmingly positive, eh? People really like that. Oh yeah. People love it. I like it a lot. Mm-hmm. I was given a code That's for it, but it was list. on it was back when it was epic only, so I have to play it over there, but it shouldn't matter on PC stuff. I guess we couldn't do we couldn't do co-op between user lists on Steam and Epic, but I can... I don't know how it works. I assume you can still play your friends. I don't know. I mean, I think it depends on the game. I know No Man's Sky was definitely cross-platform, but I think that's an exception, so... yeah. I want to know how that, how that works. I mean, I'm definitely curious about the multiplayer for No Man's Sky, but I think I'm more in a... I want somebody to tell me how it works. I don't want to go in and I know this is counter to the idea of No Man's Sky where it's about discovery, but I want want somebody to come in and go, hey, John, welcome to No Man's Sky. Here's how multiplayer works. Here's what you do. Here's how you go about doing it. Here's what we're going to do. And here's the plan. Uh, I want that. I don't want to try and figure it out. Yeah. I don't think it tells you. The game itself does not. But uh, yeah. Hey, John, YouTube.com. And uh, search for just kidding. Don't do that. I mean, technically, I've done multiplayer at No Man's Sky because even if you're playing it by yourself, you can run into other people. Um, it's very rare, unless you go to a hub where there's going to be a bunch of people, and they give missions now where everybody gets sent to the same planet. And as a result, you will show up in a place where a bunch of people are running around on that planet doing stuff. It's yeah. kind of crazy what it's like. Yeah, that game's nuts. I really need to be playing it more. By the way, the Series X version of that game is really tight. It's very good. Well, it's as good as the PC version, I guess, but it's very good. Anyway, all right. Uh, but, oh, I forgot Hearthstone. You're still you're playing that again. That's fun. What are you playing? Yeah, yeah I'm still... I've been playing Demon Hunter. I'm playing a stupid one-shot kill deck. Oh. <laughs> Just stack everything onto the, the twin blade, their twin glaives. And Do you hear all this recent stuff about core deck getting f- huge changes? Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of interested. So, like, it's funny because I actually have all the basics and, and rares from the last two sets. And a whole bunch of sets will be rotating out. So, I got them all from free to play. Like, I got the, well, I bought the Tavern Pass. Yeah. And that's the only money I spent. And then I got like I spent my gold on the battlegrounds perks. And then I've just been free to playing it. And I've got like competitive decks now. So I'm like, it's been it's been great. I mean, I don't play a ton, but like it's been filling up those spots where I won't have an hour or two to kind of play a game that 
honestly, I used to fill with thick games like Heroes, and sure. I was playing League of Legends for a little while recently. But um, I'm just kind of getting into Hearthstone. I can't really explain it. It's just every once in a while, it's just scratching it that itch, you know. Uh, of I mean, it's always there for it's you, fun. right? Like it's always just. I uh, mean, I like to watch it, and I also yeah. like will watch like a streamer play too. Like there's kind of this. Like what's fun about Hearthstone is that because it's a low attention game, you can kind of also engage in content in multiple ways while you're playing it. So I kind of dig that aspect to it. You know, yeah, yeah. you're like watching someone seeing the deck they play and being like, oh, maybe I could play that deck. Like, yeah, yeah, it's I'm, yeah, it's a good time. I've always, I've never disliked Hearthstone. It's just always uh, it's I think trading card games are one of those things that you have to pay a lot of attention to. To yeah. you know, you go in there and you're like, oh, let me buy like ten cards. And build a deck and everyone creams you and you're like, why do people like this game? <laughs> you know, like you have to like you have to get the meta and what's going on to get enjoyment out of it. Yeah. So that's why I only I find I've had I only like Battlegrounds. Battlegrounds is the only thing that interests me in that game anymore. Like that's yeah. the game. Battlegrounds has a meta too. That's the thing. Like it's I think the rating system's working pretty good right now if you're new, but mm-hmm. like you start to know like there are certain decisions you need to make, and if you're not making certain decisions, then you're gonna get beat consistently and that's kind of where I'm at in Battlegrounds. Yeah. Uh, I hate know. metas in any game, any genre. <laughs> I, I just hate the it. Internet I like, kind of ruins it. I don't like this. Like, I mean, min-maxing is one thing, but this this feeling that you just have to adhere to this template or else you're screwed. I hate that feeling. I think know? it's because like these metas get solved so quickly because of the internet and online play. Like I remember playing Magic just with friends before online was ever a thing. Like Magic Online existed, but it was like, you know, it was just terrible. That was terrible. Yeah, it was like so, you'd build decks, and your friends would build decks, and no one would would not have these crazy tactical advantages or study about you know optimal play and value. So you would just have fun and like, oh, you beat me with your dumb deck, and let me see if I can't fix my deck to beat yours, and like that's how you play. Now it's like, well, you know, there's been five million games played with this deck and has a sixty percent win rate. So if you're playing this or the other sixty percent deck. If you're not doing that. You're you're just sucking, and it's it takes the magic out of the emergent gameplay of collecting cards and trying yourself. Yeah, you know to do what we're doing in like Dyson Sphere program, which is just like, oh, oh, we're figuring things out. I guess they call it that the emergent gameplay. Like it's just that discovery feeling. Yeah, I love that feeling. Card games have ruined it because within a day or two, so like millions of games have been played and they're already you know within a week like saying like these are the decks to play yeah. if you're not playing these decks you're a fish and you're gonna get beat. <laughs> you're a fish i haven't yeah. heard so that before what's a poker kind of term the fish are the ones that give all the money away to the R- sharks really i didn't know yeah. that i thought those are the whales aren't the whales the one that gives the, no, you know, whales, the whales are the ones with tons of money yeah. yeah oh spend money okay they may be sharky or they may be fishy but they have lots of money and the Losing doesn't matter to them. But I think. If, I think but if you're like playing with your, if you're gambling with your only one thousand dollars you have in life, and you won't be able to make rent if you lose it, you are not a whale. <laughs> well, I think are, I think I just be figured it out why I don't like CCGs, but I do like deck builders, and it's because deck builders send me on my own to figure things out, and I it's on me to figure it out, and there could be metas there too. But I'm not going to think about those. I'm going to play Slay the Spire the way it feels good to me. And that, and I can do that. And the game will let me do that. But if I want to compete in Hearthstone, I can't play that way. I have to adhere to everything else. You can rules. do that with the single player content, at least. Yeah, the, that's true. The, some of the adventures are really good that they, you know, the, the roguelike Slay the Spire ones that they've done are really good. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, you're right. Like you want to play with people and I mean, even with the few friends that I've played in direct matches, they've always been like, well, you know how to play better than I do. And and you know what all the decks are like, you're just going to beat me. Like, what's the point of this? I'm like, okay, (laughs) so that's what it is. I swear I I wasn't going to talk about it. Uh Oh, now, now I have a, I have a relevant reason to, okay. It's part of the reason why I'm enjoying Pokemon go so much right now. All right. Because Pokemon Go has a PvP battle mode in it. It's uh-huh. not the most insanely robust thing. It's essentially you pick a team of three. Each of those three Pokemon have two moves that they know. One that is every time they do their basic attack and one is a charged attack. And you get two defense shields that automatically blocks a charged attack. And that's defense it. That's, that's the strategy that you use to go up against each other. But what I... I've really been enjoying doing it. My wife likes it even more than I do. And the reason is, is because I, as you guys were saying this, it's because I haven't gotten involved in that meta at all. I just log in and I'm like, these are three really good Pokemon that I think will do a fine job for me. I seem to have good luck with these three. Let's try it and see how those go up against other people. And it feels like even if I went and I looked and it was like, okay, well, what are the best attackers and all of this? And what are the best moves for these? It feels like just picking three Pokemon out of, I think I have something like 513 right now. Oh my God. Like, how are you going to judge what somebody else gets? You don't get to base your team off of their team. So like there is this element of, I don't know what's coming. It could basically be anything. There is kind of just a coin toss of, eh, it could go either way, but there's just enough strategy there to keep me interested. And it's because it doesn't have that meta element and I'm inventing it on my own. Like we sat there and went, well, this Pokemon attacks really fast. And I've noticed that if I store my attacks and then switch and then use my shield here, we can do this. And so my wife and I have been inventing our own in the house meta for this game, but it's certainly not anything we found online. We probably could if we cared enough to do it, but uh, it's been fun. And that kind of got me back in the, I'm enjoying a competitive multiplayer experience because I wasn't just having a website tell me this is what you do. Although there's definitely a difference between playing at night when adults are probably playing it versus playing during the day when children are probably playing it. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I'm be honest, it's way more fun when you're just destroying children at the game and you're like, <laughs> you, you don't even know how oh, to play geez. a game. Your mom gave you her iPhone and I'm going to destroy you now. I thought it'd That's be the other I'm way like. around. I figured it'd be the dumb adults who didn't know what they were doing, but apparently... Well, I, yeah, it could be. I'm a dumb adult that doesn't know what they're doing. So yeah. there's well, definitely us out there. Sure. But for exist. some reason during the day, it's easy. And during the night, it's hard. <laughs> maybe right. it's the kids. Maybe the kids are not in school. And then now they're owning us. So maybe it is yeah, dumb adults. But you're not going to PokemonMeta.com or whatever the site is. <laughs> right. to be like, what are the effective no. strategies for beating not, the gym? For me, that was like, I don't have these things. I got to get them. And yeah. Exactly. For me, it was that was what Heroes was for me. I, if I played it during a weekday in the daytime, I'd do all right in solo matches. I'd do really well. But at night or in the weekends, I'd get destroyed without friends. Yeah. Like, Weekend Warriors and MOBAs too, especially yeah. in Heroes. Friday night was full of Yahoos. Like oh, I don't know if it was kids or what it was. It just all the drunk and high Yahoos were playing, and they would tell you that in chat. And they'd be like, oh, "Sorry, I'm high." Woo. Yeah. And they'd be dropping f bombs and all that stuff. 
Yeah. Yeah. Calling no, that definitely was my experience. Yeah. Fridays were the worst. Don't play ranked on Fridays. I th- still think it's a bad idea even now. Even now it's bad? <laughs> yeah. I love it. Uh, for some reason, everyone's got that Friday energy, but then they're just out there to do anything but play a serious game of heroes. <laughs> like, yeah. It's full of ego and, and you know, just wrong the wrong kind of energy i guess do you ever do you ever worry i don't know what i'll think when this happens blizzard ever says like what if next week at blizzcon line they said <laughs> blizzcon line blizzcon line what if they said um this is the final year of heroes servers will stay active through 2022 <laughs> but after that remember there well, that yeah. would just be the saddest i mean it'd be day. the year to do it because no one's gonna physically be there so there won't be any actual riot right well, wasn't yeah. there gonna like you know with the, with there's some worry about a riot with the you know hong kong stuff uh, oh yeah that's right everybody that, was all this, that all happened around yeah. that time like i don't know I, it'd be the year to do it to say like guys <laughs> Heroes, no more dev team. We, whatever we have left in the pipelines coming out, there you go, great. Uh, but then it's going to sunset. We're just gonna, they're going to keep it online, and it's just going to be like the other games, just there. That freaking twenty eighteen security man. They should probably do us the courtesy of doing that. Honestly, at this point, like yeah. I just don't see what the point of having skins and purchases in the MOBA is if they're not investing in it beyond. I don't know. If there's no future in it, then why bother? Right. But what if the um, only, I guess what I'm saying is if there's only, if the only announcement next week about heroes is that, okay, we're shutting it down through 2022. Let's say they did that. When is, when would they do that to be safest? Because even if you're not a heroes fan, you're going to be annoyed. The blizzard's killing something that a bunch of players like, like I don't envy them I in that position. I, I don't wouldn't think wanna, they'll ever shut it down. They, they're the company so. that has Diablo two servers still up, right? Like they'll never. Sh- there's people playing it right now. They yeah, won't shut it down. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they ever. It'll be such it, a but... diss. They have like WoW Classic up, like an even older game, <laughs> and they're just like it would be so insulting. You know, like I'd feel so insulted. Like just at least keep the game up. Like oh my god, like yeah. it would be bad. But I mean, what am I gonna do? I'd be insulted, and that for me, that'd be the end of it. I don't know if there'd actually be some kind of online. There'd probably be an online, you know, uh, complain fest, <laughs> you know. But all their games are better for it. That's the thing. Like all their games are going to get worse. They get rid of heroes because I got to tell you, every Blizzard game is their current content has been informed by Heroes of the Storm in some way. Yeah. Uh, slight spoilers for uh, Shadowlands. You fight Kel'Thuzad at one point. Yeah. And as I was fighting him, a giant lance of ice came out from the ground and I ran away from it. And then he shot it with a chain and he shot me with a chain and yanked me to it and threw all his shit on the ground. And I was like, I'm fighting freaking Heroes of the Storm Kel'Thuzad. This is amazing. Yeah. Like it was the coolest feeling to all of a sudden be playing a different game and go, oh, my gosh, this is Heroes of the Storm moveset. Well, that was that was amazing. And it happened. It happened to BFA. You had um, uh, that whole thing with um, uh, the damn Murloc Murky. Uh, where you used all his abilities they also had had a fight with muradin at one point when you were in the i forgot the name of that battleground crap they made i hated it but but when you fought him he was doing all his moves including getting all like crystallized or not crystallized turning to stone to try to protect himself before he died like all that stuff ripped right from heroes you're right there's like that dna is all over the place 
They and, changed uh, Lucio in Overwatch to have the uh, ring and color settings. Well, yeah. not color settings. It was always the same, but the ring that yep. he has in Heroes. Yep. Uh, every game. Yeah. Every game has benefited. Uh, Diablo got items named after Johanna. Yep. Well, he did that a what bunch else? of that where they would refer to what happened to these characters when they got sucked into the Nexus and then the things they left behind. And it wasn't just her. Somebody else had that. I love that. Well, I mean, it's possible they could shut down heroes because they're working on Heroes of the Storm 2. And they're going to fix all the the mistakes they made with the first one and really go at it. I mean, I doubt it. (laughs) It's dreaming in Technicolor, but I mean, you know, League is getting long in the tooth. Like, what's League doing to replace its game? Like, someone could come along and kick Riot in in the nuts. Like... I've been watching a lot of professional league lately as well. Uh, you know, it's a great game, but it's definitely the same game it's been for years. Like, yeah. if someone actually makes innovates on MOBAs in a significant way that is pleasing competitively, they they will get their lunch taken away from them. Yeah, it's pretty clear to me. It's and almost- like Blizzard might be the one to do it. I just don't think they have the energy behind it. But you never know. It's Blizzard. Yeah, they could change their minds. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not feeling <laughs> that super optimistic about it. Yeah, I'm not very convinced. Yeah, they could change their minds. Yeah, they could yeah. do. I, I feel like for a long time there we were in the world of if they do something bad, it's Activision. If they do something good, it's Blizzard. I feel like we've all kind of come to terms with we're dealing with Activision Blizzard these days. Yeah, it's just and whatever it, it is. Has, yeah. I think it has colored our interpretation of what Blizzard will and won't do. Yeah. And I think a lot of it is, well, maybe Blizzard mm. might have done. I don't think Activision Blizzard does that. Yeah, I hate I hate being so mad on I hate being on on board with the Activision, you know, uh, poo poo train. Yeah, you know, Activision's ruining Blizzard. Activision's ruining Blizzard, but it's kind of also hard not to be like, I don't know. There's something not quite what it was before. <laughs> you know, yeah. there's just too just, much evidence to deny it at this point. I feel like. Yeah, yeah. But even though it was one even- thing when it was just. People online going, eh, it's Activision. It's another thing when every article Jason Schreier writes about Blizzard is like, they've moved these people from Activision into Blizzard. And Mike Morheim leaves, and it's like, well, maybe he's just done with video games. Nope, he's literally starting a video game company. Yeah, and then he had full autonomy to do whatever he wanted, do you think he would go start something new? Right. Absolutely not. All those people at Blizzard who left and then went to work for Mike, like, that's yeah. but we haven't really come to grips with that particular s- somewhat mass come exodus. Come on, Dreamhaven. Yeah, like the Dreamhaven exodus stuff. is real. It's serious. So yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know what to think of the f- future things. I think yeah, about I forgot about I forgot about Dreamhaven. Honestly, I yeah. just, it kind of slipped my mind for a moment. There. Did you hear that? Do you hear that cool custom bumper he made for the instance for Dreamhaven? Listen to this. I'll play it for you. Hold on. Wait, no, I don't think I did. Yeah, let me find this. Um, where did I put it? Here it is. Mike Morheim uh, sent this in for the instance, and it's totally legit. Listen to this. Hi, I'm Mike Morheim from Dreamhaven, and you're listening to the instance. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> that's awesome that he did that. That's amazing. That's so great. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so. Oh, I would so have thought he would have been too busy setting up the company to give you that, but you know. I mean, it's just a few seconds. You know, a small bit of his day. Big deal for for Scott. It's amazing. Yeah. I love that. I I love that the voice I chose for that was just. Dreamhaven, like it wasn't Dreamhaven. even close to, <laughs> really close to Mike. No, that's a hundred percent what I wanted that clip to be. <laughs> 
Hello, China. All right. Hello, China. Hello, anyway. China. <laughs> that's uh, that's going to do it for today's show, everyone. Thank you for joining us. Whoa, that's not the right tab. Hold on. <laughs> that was great, though. I like that's that. wrong. That's an instance thing. Hold on, Core. There you are. All right. Uh, we're done. This is it. We've did it. Now, here's the thing. I you know We talk about it every week, but I'm going to mention it again. On our Patreon, every episode, we do a bunch of uh, bonus stuff. In fact, today, there's a whole extra 30-minute bonus show that uh, happened before the show happened. And so if you want to hear that and get that as part of your uh, benefits that's the only place to do it so head on over there to patreon.com slash core show and take advantage of that uh um, i recommend that yeah you should you really should uh also uh don't know what next week looks like yet because the blizzcon stuff is going to be a little nutty um we're going to be doing a lot of coverage in and around here for that i think core should go off just fine as normal i, I can't think of any reason why it wouldn't on Thursday night, but uh, we'll let you know something weird. Are you are you streaming any of it? I uh, may Friday be night? doing some co-stream stuff on Friday and Saturday. Still trying to figure out what parts and with who and why. Um, it's all kind of up in the air right now. I was because uh, I was thinking I might do that too, but then if you were doing it, then maybe, let's do it together. We could totally, for a core thing, like I don't know, just uh, anyways. We could totally do it together. we could totally do it together. I have no problem. I took the day off. It's funny. I took the day off work, but it starts at two p.m. Pacific, so yeah. it doesn't actually start till five. So I'm going to be doing nothing all day until it starts at five p.m. But uh, whatever, I'm, I'm sticking to my plan. So. I also but thought I'm, it would I'm be actually earlier. really looking. I just want to watch a BlizzCon live. Gosh, that's even bad. Yeah. And just like feel like a kid and just enjoy it for what it is, you know. So I think the fact I've I've made my own theory that because uh, Corey Stockton's Twitter account changed. To, and this is a public thing, so this is why I'm basing it on this. But he changed his Twitter account to say "Game Director" at Blizzard. That makes me think that they're ready to announce whatever it is he's been secretly in charge of. Um, so that's I'm Ooh, actually a, I'm actually look at stoked. That tinfoil hat. Yeah, tinfoil hatty as hell. I don't I don't have any pure confirmation on much, but I I really want that to be true so we can see what they're finally doing in there. Like, what have these incubators been up to? Pure conjecture. I have no idea. I just saw that. Maybe it'll blow our socks off with how awesome and unexpected it is. I hope so. They could really use a win in the column. So, uh, or no, yeah. And it's been a little. Usually they do this every year, so it's been a year and a half. So a little more time to cook some chicken. Yeah, all the chicken being cooked. We're pretty excited about. (laughs) It might be a bigger chicken this year. Yeah, big chicken. Full hearts can't lose. All right. Uh, that's going to do it for the show. Thank you for all for watching. Leave us reviews wherever you get your podcasts. If you're confused about where all that is, go to frogpants.com slash core. Send us your emails. Talk to the core at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter, core pod, John underscore Jagger. I'm at Scott Johnson, Bose at Bo Schwartz. That will do it for the show. Thank you all for watching. Oh, any final, uh, final words, uh, John? Knock them dead. What do you got? BlizzCon line. A quality name for a quality product. <laughs> nice. Well done, Bo. Uh, BlizzCon line. Uh, not quite as good name for not quite as good product. BlizzCon line. I like it. More emphasis on the wrong syllable. That's it, everybody. Thanks. Have a great week. We'll see you next time. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. <laughs>